and BG played great, Hassan. running him out of the, the two sacks at the end of the game for BG and Jalen Carter. They split one. BG got one solo. Those are huge, right? But that defense, just the heroics of that goal line stand. I mean, at that point, I think they're up 11, 11 points. Yep. But to, for Dallas to go all the way down there and the deflation of Dak scrambling and it's Slay and Dak at the goal line and Morrow, and it was just like a fucking, it was NFC East vintage football. It was like when you watch the highlights of Eagles, Cowboys, or Giants, Cowboys, or those games back in the 90s where people were decapitating each other, and it was like all of America was watching in the 4 p.m. slot. Everybody was watching that blade of grass and they defended it like their lives depended on it. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Cowboy take me away. NFL Week 9 in the books. Chris, Kyle, and Dr. Fax all recap it from Studio J. You know what the biggest games are. It was in Germany. Kansas City versus Miami. The end of that game. What was Tua doing? We break it down. The 425 game Eagles-Cowboys. You were watching us on the live stream. The Eagles defense came up huge. BG with the second half in the fourth quarter. What does it mean for the Cowboys? What does it mean for the Eagles? Are the Eagles the best team in the NFC? And talking about the best team in the NFC, how about the best team in the whole league? Is it the Ravens? Might be the Ravens. It looks... it. It's looking like it's the Ravens, the most complete team for sure. And then we also get into the late one, Sunday night football, Bills versus Bengals. Joe Burrow has his troops looking great. Defensive side of the ball stood up strong. We get into those games. We also get into Josh Dobbs. We also get into CJ Stroud. All NFL Week 9 games broken down, as well as our America's teams, as well as our Miller Lite moments. Enjoy these takes. Enjoy these recaps. We will catch you on Wednesday. We had wire-to-wire great football. Kyle, do you want to start us off with your America's teams? Uh, With my America's teams, I'm going number one, the Oregon Ducks. You know, there's not really many dominant one-win teams or one-loss teams in the country, but, you know, I know you saw Alabama this week. We're going to talk about that. Eagles. Best best one-loss team in the country, the Oregon Ducks. Dominant. You were making fun of me this week. I was rooting for Anthony Calandrea and the Wahoos, and you said you can't even cheer for the Wahoos. You know what? I'm not a hater. I'm a lover. (laughs) Did we burn that kid's red shirt? Yeah. We, yeah, we had a terrible weekend. Virginia's for lovers, it. Oregon Duck here, and I'm a Virginian, so I love everybody, including the Oregon Ducks. Number one, America's team. Number two, I'm going with Army, not the Army. Mm-hmm. Hoodwinked uh-huh. you there. I thought yeah. we were going uh-huh. to war for yeah. a second, well, which we, you know, not for you this pod. <laughs> okay, maybe tomorrow's pod we talk about that. But Army, uh, they went and they beat previously undefeated Air Force. And, you know, they proved the get, the ground game just gets it done. It's been mm-hmm. doing it for millennia. Yeah. Army's win. They love that. They love to stick it to the Air Force guys. Army's mm-hmm. You win. talk to some Army guys, they, they really have a little, like, friendly rivalry. God, you know, I want to go, like, drink with these guys. You know, I feel like if their campuses were right next to each other, that would be awesome. It would be like a Hollywood yeah. movie, you know, yeah. just... Yeah, yelling slurs across the street no about each, each one of their... Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. 
Army sucks. Uh, so number three, the Bengals. You know, this is where the list gets real for me here. Mm-hmm. The Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow. We talked about it before the show. It's just, I love how much I hate to love Joe Burrow and how talented he is. I mean, I root for him, but I don't want him to do too good because he's going to end up beating the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he slides, smiles, and points for that first down like such a Joe Cool. I mean, he's Joe Cool, bro. Guy and he's could, playing guy, like an MVP right now. Guy could be a lot uglier. He's playing like an MVP right you now. You know what I mean? Like he's he just had like, to be a heartthrob too. He's Let's, playing like he's listening to everyone talk shit about him. And, yeah. And if he walked keeping, in that door, I could break my eyes off. Here's him. the thing about the Bengals. We'll talk to him about it in a little bit. I don't think anybody was ever shitting on Joe. Yeah. No. I think people were more curious, like what they were doing with the injury, and then like as a team, why they weren't looking. Because even defensively, they got a lot better. We'll talk about that. Got a lot better defensively. They're able to run the ball. We're gonna talk about it as you alluded to. So number four, the Eagles, and they knocked off one of my weekly America's teams, the Dallas Cowboys, and a huge rivalry week. I'm gonna just call it what it is. It's America's matchup. Mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys, NFC East, Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people say Bears Packers, and it's gotten away from that, unfortunately. As a former Bear. I wish it was uh, held in a higher regard, but right mm-hmm. now it's the Eagles and it's the Cowboys. That's a rivalry, and you know, three times that's what we're gonna get. Maybe. Uh, wow. Cowboys get out of the wow, first wow, round. wow. So the Eagles, awesome. Jalen Hurts. You know, it's funny about Jalen Hurts. He's always dinged, but he's never like injured. Like he's no. always hurt, but he's no. never injured. He's the he's the the walking delineation between hurt and injured. <laughs> The limping and that's America. We're yeah. just getting by here. Like we're doing enough. We have we have everything we need, but yeah. ba- but barely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So n- number five, <laughs> the Texans. <laughs> you want to talk about a team who has more than enough Is right this now? This C-SPAN, <laughs> the Texans. The Texans. What's more fun than having an elite quarterback on a rookie deal? Kingston and I talked about this earlier. There's all these teams that are trying to build an NFL uh, Super Bowl roster. They're yeah. trying to go out and do moves in the offseason and make these big trades for position players. But the Texans were like, we're going to get the right coach, and we're going to go get the quarterback that we're going to get. And yep. C.J. Stroud was like hitting the lottery for them, uh, you know, 450-plus yards. We're going to talk more about him as the show goes on. But the, the Houston Texans, everybody's rooting for him. I love them, Houston Texans. Houston Texans, love the Houston Texans. All right, my Americans, uh, Americans teams. Also my Americans American teams. teams. <laughs> they are Americans teams. Uh, first off, and really, there's only going to be two this week. Number one is going to be Alabama. Yeah. Okay, I got to go down to Tuscaloosa, T-Town as they call it. First time. First time, first time in an SEC game. Everybody, first off, is really cool down there. I mean, you know, like, really hospitable. It's not like anybody knew who Wouldn't the fuck I was. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. Like, welcome. Come, down there? Come check this out. Oh, it's like the scene in Big Fish, that small town he goes to that's, yeah. like, not real. I haven't seen Big Fish. It's like... Oh, that's right up your alley. Okay. Any big fish? Okay. I've seen so that. I, it's SEC country. So, so I get down there, and I go down with, with Bad Back, Backy, and Tom. Ryan Rosillo has invited me. He's invited me every year to come down to these games, and usually I'm like, nah, I'm not going to leave home. This weekend I did it. Shout out to my wife, Meg, for giving me the, uh, the pass to head down there. We headed down Saturday morning. We went to an LSU tailgate. It was incredible. LSU really does it like, like nobody does it with mm-hmm. the tailgating. But things got real when we got to Bryant-Denny Stadium. When I walk through, you know, when you get to a stadium, the big reveal when you walk through a sta- like mm-hmm. out into the where your seats are, and you see it because from the outside, all these college stadiums they look the same, not all of them. But then you walk in, and I felt like fucking Forrest Gump, dude. I felt like I was home. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just felt I was like I have nothing to do with this school, but I don't want to leave, man. I don't want to leave the colors, the pom poms. You took a visit there in two thousand and. 
three, four. I didn't. Well, if oh, you did, if I did, you would have committed, right? Yeah, especially if I was on mushrooms. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this place is incredible. I walk through the tunnel and I just it just opens up and it's huge and and you know like their light shows are amazing. The whole thing. Uh, my kids are gonna go to Bama. Me and Tom and Kevin decided on the flight home. Our kids are going to Bama. I'm getting a fucking flag. Everybody's gonna be like, "What's up with the Alabama flag?" I'm like, <laughs> "If you haven't been to Tuscaloosa, don't." You know, uh, I, I, like soon as I got home, we get dinner table. I was like, "You're going to Bama." Roll Tide. I turned into the Varsity Blues coach. <laughs> Fire that fucking pigskin, yeah. son. You're gonna go play for Nick Saban. Uh, that's how I feel about Alabama. Um, some of the, the 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 best moment though was probably at the end of the third quarter. I hear they play Dixieland Delight, um, which. Great song. Me and Reed were singing it on the river, floating down the river in the pumpkin a couple weeks ago. I had no idea I was going to hear it in this setting. Kyle, when I tell you they play the whole song, and it is like it was like a bucket list thing that I didn't even know was on my bucket list. Yeah, I, it, it woke me up. It had me charged up for the fourth quarter. I can't even imagine. Stadium touch, That's a or something every just time. Just a dude. And you're like, you know, this guy, he's a rock eater, but he's actually really a rock eater. A really cool guy. And um and Glenny Balls is great. But the best part was rolled up to the LSU tailgate and uh Shane Gillis was there. Oh stop. So so I'd met Shane before a couple times I feel like, but not like just in passing. And he's an Eagles fan and that sort of thing. So we're shooting the shit about the mm -hmm. Eagles. I'm like, where are you going later? He's talking about this bar. We're going to the same bar. So we end up getting in the bar. And after the game, he had gone into the game in a t-shirt. After the game, he had like a central casting Harvey Updike, the ugliest Letterman jacket you've ever seen. It had the fucking, the elephant on the shoulder. It had all the national championships that Alabama's won. And I was just crying, laughing, Pristine. watching him take pictures with 125 year old dudes in that ugly ass jacket. I, it was great to see Shane. It was great to see those guys. It was great to hang out with Ryan. That's great marketing, though. Go down there, get a Crimson Tide jacket, hang out at the bar, post up with all the bros. You know the face he makes that I can't make? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's the face. He was sitting in the corner making that face. And I was like, you look like an Alabama fan, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, no offense. And, uh, and, and, and the best part was, I, I actually got kind of hammer drunk, Kyle, which I don't do a lot anymore. Mm. People feeding you fireball shots and that sort of thing. Oh boy! And this that big strapping Alabama cat walks by. He's probably six five, two seventy. So I'm leaning on the table like this, and he comes by and he puts his arm on the table, <laughs> and he's like, "What do you say, son?" And uh, I'm like, "Ha!" Ah. John Phillips walks <laughs> and he, up, and, and he walks by about two feet. And in my drunk brain, I'm like, "You know what? Fuck it. Let me do this." I'm like, "Hey, come back here." <laughs> so we 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 get into an arm wrestling match in the middle of the bar. The cell phones are coming out. I'm like, oh fuck, what have I gotten it myself into? Because this guy's got me you by 20 pounds. That lat. And he's a Bama guy. And so I'm starting to be like, well, my shoulder. And he's like, I've had two surgeries, son. Ugh. 35 seconds, bro. I'm in a fucking 
a death match with war this of cat. attrition. Oh my God, my arm is cramping. I felt it the next morning. Eventually, I had to get off my seat and get better footing, and mm -hmm. I finished him. But Kyle, you finished him. I finished him. Let's go. Kyle, it was the took the fucking yes. fight to the road. Yes. Yeah, that travels, Kyle. That that's like the that's ground fun. game. But I met so many cool people down there. I just love Tuscaloosa. Um, I want to go to Death Valley, uh, but that rivalry is awesome. Yeah, let's. And where are we going next? What's the next? What's the next? Got to ask Uncle to? Ryan. Okay. I, I, I want to go to West Virginia to see a game. I want to oh, go sit in the nosebleeds in Morgantown and just and enjoy that. Let's do it. Before this weekend, I thought West Virginia was maybe the team. If I'd have done it all over again, didn't go to Virginia, but it would have been Alabama. I'm going back to Alabama, Jimmy. Sometimes Jenny. I think I would have been like a Sooner. Oh, come on, Kyle. C couldn't even compare to this place. It was unbelievable. My second America's team, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, wow. Okay. Las Vegas Raiders. We'll talk about them right here. Can't you know, because I, I don't think we're going to break down that game. I don't think anybody thought, well, anything's possible with the Giants, that we'd have to turn to DeVito early in that game. But that's about where it got out of hand. Daniel Jones, obviously, with the ACL. Hats off to him. He's a really tough guy. He's trying mm -hmm. to stay in there and take another snap and that sort of thing. I think he initially maybe heard it on that Crosby sack. Mm. Crosby, by the way, hat trick. You know, he tells everybody, come come check out the game. And, and then he Showed delivers, up. man. Yeah, right? Showed saying, up. Come check this out. All these people watch. Yeah, all the people watch. Three sacks for my boy. <laughs> and, uh, and just like for Antonio Pierce, he is the ultimate interim head coach. Mm -hmm. Like, this was the spot where I gave this, I gave out the Giants. <laughs> my locks yesterday fucking new orleans misses a chip shot to cover then the giants you know they 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 danny dimes hobbles to the sideline i'm like it's over because from the minute antonio pierce was named the interim head coach i knew we were in trouble it's just a spot where guys play big for a guy they love and when you heard the story last week that they actually josh mcdaniel's like hey my players don't like me antonio pierce can you help me get better liked and he he nails it he hits it out of the park by all accounts and then at the end of it he makes some some comment about like when they beat the Patriots mm -hmm. and Josh freaks out and he's like, you don't talk to the Patriots like that, which if Josh <laughs> said that, I'm sorry, I love Josh because he was with me in New England. That is the lamest shit in the world. And that is why people don't like certain New England people is because it's like, it's untouchable. What is the Patriot way? We'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't know what it is because it's not, it's not working in New England and you certainly can't walk into a new building and be like, this is about the Patriots when you haven't done shit, not at your first stop or your second stop. So like the fact that the players, like look at Devontae Adams' face when, when um, Antonio Pierce is delivering that post-game speech. Guys are bought in. For what? They're not going anywhere this year. They just want a chance to win. You know how hard it is to play in the NFL on a bad team and show up every Sunday and it's almost a certainty that you're gonna lose. Hard. It is. Make it, it interesting, make it fun. It is trying on your mental health you, you feel like your career is slipping away. You feel like people are watching you and not getting a good idea of who you really are because you're not putting this in the right positions to win. Antonio Pierce for one week did that for these guys and he instilled the confidence in them to do that. And the best part is they didn't get down at the half because if you heard this, when Antonio Pierce was a high school coach, his team was up by 60 points or something at the half but they weren't executing. So he had them run gassers at halftime. <laughs> okay, so he's got the... He's got the, and they won by like 70. Can so, like, I guess the first drive of the second half, they were like, 
<laughs> but Antonio Pierce is uh, is is our kind of guy, dude. You know, if you played on an NFL team, I've been around the guy. He is our kind of guy. Not only a player, but like a, a dude, like a, a real dude. player in this league, a guy that played in an era that came before the one that I played in. Really, I mean, if you think about it, these guys are they're a bit older than dinosaurs. It's a, it's a different brand of football, and if you can have guys like Dan Campbell, Antonio Pierce inject that adrenaline immediately into your team. You know, obviously Campbell's been the slow drip and we saw some ups and downs yeah. there, but like they've been steady climbing. The Raiders looked awesome. And to your point, when you don't have a purpose, when it when it ha- when you're on a bad team, nobody knows who you are and it happens time and time and time again, you start to think this is who I am. And we talked about this for those of you who don't watch our show or listen to our show all week. We talked about this last week on the preview show, but like the Raiders job is not an attractive one. Okay, like they don't have a lot of cash from an ownership group standpoint. Um, it's not like they're stacking capital. They didn't ship anybody off. They fired Josh the same day as the trade deadline. Didn't get anything for anybody. So I don't think it's like an extremely attractive job. Um, but you know, like the Raiders might be thinking long and hard if they show more fight. And if because I've heard things behind the scenes about them liking Antonio, mm-hmm, like um, he's a real option. And Rich Passaccia goes whatever seven and five with them or something. Um, you know, like that's a, a, a when you look back at Rich and the fact that you fired him because you didn't like the offensive game plan against Cincinnati, but you didn't score twenty points all fucking year this season. All the offensive mishaps that they've had, all the underuse of Hunter Renfro. You extend him, you can't trade him because you extended him, but you're not using him. Derek Carr, you know, you give him a no trade clause, you bench him, you can't trade him. He walks, you get nothing. Waller, you trade him away. Hmm. They have been awful, and you know, like Ziggler and, and McDaniel's. Um, eventually got what, what was coming, which was like, hey, it's a production business. So, And how about the fans showing uh, Mark Davis some love? He walked out of the tunnel and all oh, the fans were yelling, thank, thank you, you, thank yeah. you, thank <laughs> you. He show, yeah, they saw he got a haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah 1-0 since huge. a new haircut. Big. Him and, him and Ursa. <laughs> $90 million dollar haircut. Just wild card. <laughs> Fucking bro. worth With it. dance moves. And I, hey, I just want to say this. I know some people, are. I already had a tweet under like a McAfee tweet because he was excited about uh, Ursa <clears throat> dancing to Dreams and Nightmares. And uh, you know, some an Eagles fan was like, "Hey, I expect you, because you're not on the McAfee payroll, to to put Ursay in his place." And the I'm like, "I don't care about the Colts. <laughs> the Colts are not a threat, and they're not a, uh, associated with Meek Mill at all. It might just be a song that Jim Ursay likes. If they want to make that their thing, the joke's on them. But if Jim Ursay wants to listen to some Meek Mill after the game and get down, so I'm it. okay with it because the guy is electric. Part of, Everything part he of does, fans are the worst. Like enjoy that guy. Enjoy the guy. Enjoy the guy. Ultimate he's not a dinner threat. party guest. I don't think it's personal. Yeah, <laughs> based no. on just what he's gonna bring. To Him, dinner. Mark Davis. Yeah, he's gonna bring his helicopter. He's gonna bring his aquatic four wheeler. Oh, all kinds of science experiments. I'm assuming. So, anyways, um, I just America's <laughs> teams. I mean, they, they're having cigars post game. And he gave him off till Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too. Can we talk about this? I, I, I fuck it. I, I like it, Kyle. Cigars. You like are, the cigars? Yeah, I, I like love cigars. cigars. I hate the cigars. You like? You, you had a problem with Brian Dable smoking cigars after the game. I think that's why they smoke cigars after the game. I think that's at least partially why. Okay. They smoke and you know cigars. what? I forgot. I forgot about my stance they, on the Dable so thing. You, I forgot that Dable was even smoking uh, cigars. That, that was too. He serious. hasn't had a cigar in a but while. But the Raiders thing. The, it was just funny to me, the man. The chance like, of throat cancer as the as the head coach of the Giants uh, like is going way down because you're not smoking any stogies anymore. It's actually a silver lining for Brian Dable. Right. But they were smoking them stogies in there in Vegas at a halftime. And I got to say, 
I don't know what it feels like to win in Vegas. No one does. But if they start winning in Vegas, that's got to be pretty cool. Because there is a vibe like, there. About, just like Kyle said, all it did was open up the door that the Super Bowl champs, there's going to be cigars and blunts going around. Yeah. Everyone's going to be waiting to light oh, up in yeah. Vegas. That's for sure. But that's also, fine. it's like... No fire code in so Vegas. Now no state tax, Now you've no set code. the precedent. Now you've set the precedent where you're like, we're going to smoke cigars after wins. And then people are going to be like, man, it's been a month, you know? I, Kyle, I'm not as worked up about the cigar thing. Daniel Jones. I'm not worked up about it. Daniel Jones, they own what, 69 mil, something mm -hmm. like that. So just nice. to like put a bow on the, the Giants thing, they're in hell. Yeah. Mm. You know, Al Pacino, we're in hell right Bad now. Bad day man. to be Daniel Jones, even worse day to be Brian Dable. the Giants. You know, um, this is an awful situation in New York, and I feel bad for Giants fans. It's like you were... The class of the NFL, everything that people respected about the NFL, NFC East royalty, winning multiple Super Bowls, and now you're like the new Browns almost. I mean, it's not it's we not that know bad. You are. You're so bad at being yourself. You're writing your story yeah. as one of the dumpster fires. Of the Is NFL. there seventh straight game with less than twenty points? I mean, mm. yeah. insane, dude. The so football league. So those are the America's teams. Uh, you know, this is um, China's team. New York Giants. You know, <laughs> Com communists. Fugazi. You know? China. It's something about the means of production. Well, it's not working. Expensive shipping, logistics like, just don't make sense. They're not producing. Okay, so anyways, we are somebody's mad about that. <laughs> somebody's like, wait. All right. Get the fuck over it. You're gonna really be mad as we talk about Miami and Kansas City if you're mm. a Dolphins fan. Let's hear a message from our sponsors. Oh, a message from our sponsors. You shouldn't have to worry about all right, let me start this over. You shouldn't have to, that's Tuscaloosa, you know, like, it's just Tuscaloosa, I can't get through the first ad read. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and, and what, Kyle? Everything. Theater! Events near <laughs> Everything. you. Everything. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT, G-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Kyle, what does that smell? That is Copenhagen. Oh, you're talking about an Emmy. I think it's an Emmy. Yeah, well, that would be Copenhagen. <laughs> you just want an Emmy. No, that was great. Shout-out to Adam Shine. Shout-out to Adam Shine. So, Adam Shine... Uh, <laughs> Awesome host for CBS. He is so good. CBS we Sports love Adam Shine. He has his own, uh, you know, Time to Shine is a show that he does. He's got the Adam Shine podcast uh, radio show on uh, the Sirius XM yeah. network, yeah. I believe. And he's not afraid to say what the fuck he wants to say. And he's got great opinions. He's he, got good he opinions. He backs them up with facts. Sometimes he's he may on be the, the unpopular thing. opinion, um, but he's great. And oftentimes when we get done with a segment and they say clear, which means you guys at home can't hear us anymore, he'll turn to the guys behind the camera and go, do you guys smell that? I'll be like, what's that, Adam? I'll be like, that's an Emmy. 
<laughs> I think that smell showed up yesterday when you uh, you predicted that uh, C.J. Stroud was going to go for over 400 you know, sometimes yards. Sometimes the uh, blind dog, hey, blind squirrel, blind whatever dog. the fuck it is, <laughs> blind dog gets a fucking. Sometimes the blind dog finds an 18 wheeler. <laughs> sometimes the blind dog finds a. Speaking of, yeah, I saw Will Compton laying in the road yeah. this past weekend yeah. because of the Nebraska Cornhuskers <laughs> didn't get a win. He said, "I will play in traffic if they don't win." And oh my God! Well, next I got picture. I have to eat a hat. Not this hat, luckily. I like this hat. But if the Washington Commanders they make, beef jerky make hats, the playoffs, I'm, sure of it. I'm gonna have to eat a hat. Any hat? Uh, I was uh, my VA pat, my paddle VA hat, which has been through the ringer. That's I don't want to eat jerky. that hat. Okay. Yikes. So, um, Miami, Kansas City. This yes. was this was uh, a big one, and it was a it's a big one for the Chiefs because listen, like they haven't lost two games in a row in a while. They, they lose last week, division game, it feels like a year ago, and that whole year, relatively speaking, that, that we're seeing at home, they're going through it on the practice field, the whole thing on the plane out to Germany, um, and this was one they could not lose for a lot of reasons. Number one, you need that home field advantage, you wanna stay out in front. Number two, you lose to the Dolphins, you give this team life. Don't give this team any life. They're not, they, they know, and I think this is the problem with the Dolphins, and you know, you talk about blind squirrel finding a nut, blind dog finding an 18-wheeler. People thought I found an 18-wheeler the last two years when I've been talking about the Dolphins being kind of paper tigers. That's who they are. Until they prove otherwise, that's who they are. And until they prove it to themselves that they're not, I know it's in their head when they take the field in big situations. And Mike McDaniel told his guys this last week going into the matchup against the Chiefs. He said, look, this is going to be a big trip for us, and I want you to understand that when we get back home on American soil, there's going to be two narratives that are being talked about, one of two, one of which is this is a Super Bowl contender. The other is these guys are frauds. And he said, don't believe either of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. you can't believe either of them. Well, he, he, can't, he can't say don't believe that we're frauds. But my point is, but there my is, point is reason this. To you, you're absolutely right. In all the games that they've played against anybody. Anybody. They haven't done anything. And then they want to turn around. Hey, the Bills, we talk about them. They're kind of fraudulent. They, you know, you talk about the Bills. The only good team the Bills have lost. I'm not even sure if they're that good because every time they play somebody, um, you know, they lose to a good team. So yeah. the AFC East might be fraudulent in general. I mean, like. Look, the first yes. 15, the first 15 was great from the Chiefs, and they knew they had to start fast. They're on the road. They lose a home game at Arrowhead against, you know, one of the, the best you know, if you want to have a home game, you want it to be against a team that does what the Dolphins do offensively. You want to make it tough, muddy up the communication. Um, and they go on the road. They're able to start fast. They get down the field and score early with their first 15. Clean red zone execution. Obviously, going up 21 nothing. I'm laughing, having a great time in the studio. Next thing you know, it's a damn close ball game. Um, but look, the turnover to Tyreek Hill, McDuffie showing up in a big way, making that stop, getting the ball out. Uh, the, it's so on brand for the Chiefs to be doing laterals. Well, because in practice, yeah. that's what they do. Like yeah. if Travis catches a, a corner route, a you know, 15 yard corner route on his way back to put the ball back, they're doing laterals the whole way back. The yeah. DBs do it, the receivers do it when they have the ball. It's part of having fun and playing ball in Andy Reid's uh, culture. And you got to see it with the defense. They lateral the ball, and then Cook, the fastest ball carrier, I think. Uh, on the of field, the weekend, yeah. maybe? Or, yeah, of yeah. the weekend, maybe. I mean, it was like... Uh, Somebody's going to be like, he was not. <laughs> it was him running by supercars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when he had that ball, and he really strided and made, stro yeah. strode? Strode, 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 strided, strode. And made that extra Strand. effort for the score. It was awesome. And it's, it's, indicative, it's indicative of this football team. And we, talked, we talked about the Chiefs <laughs> kind of replicating and doing their own version of what the Patriots have yeah. done 
with their dynasty. It's not going to be pretty all the not time. Not every year. It's not going to be you know. But great you're going to win football. You're going to win more than you're going to lose, and you're going to have a chance to win every single football game yeah. that you're in. I think. I think. They did a great job on both sides of the ball of taking turns to take control out of the of this game, and you know, like the offense. People talk about, hey, where was Kelsey, right? <laughs> well, look at that first drive. I mean, like the Gray and Watson plays, the Gray shot. You know, it's it's drawing Howard into the flat. That's what Kelsey did, made that possible. The the uh, you know the the Watson drop in the end zone. They eventually scored anyways, but he gets that play as wide open as it is because he's drawing defenders into the corner of the end zone. Everybody's eyes are on him on the McKinnon touchdown. So even when Kelsey's not getting a bunch of balls, he's helping. I wanna see more yak out of uh, Rasheed Rice. I think he's your best guy with the ball in his hands, not named Kadarius Tony, but Kadarius Tony is a sketch ball. We don't know what the fuck he's gonna do, play in and play Ruined out. Ruined my parlay. Yeah, I mean, so, um, <laughs> and when they take shots, Kyle, it can't go off MBS's hands. I mean, they've had drops this year. We Beautiful all know about, ball, too. We know about week one with Tony. We know about uh, last week, you know, money down, fourth down, you get a drop in the end zone. This is not a team that's gonna have a million opportunities to hit these explosives, so when you get them, you have to hit them. Now, the mistakes that repeat themselves, like the sack fumble was almost a repeat of last week. You're in third and long a lot late in the first half. You're in third and 18, third and 20 in third quarter, third and nine in the fourth quarter. And then the special teams mistake that repeated with the Meekol Hardman thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't drop the ball, but he fair catches the ball in the two yard line. So there's a lot of things that are popping up with this team that are making them human, including a Chris Jones penalty that gave them life. And if you remember Chris Jones last year, uh, and I know he's frustrated. They're doubling him, they're sliding to him. And some of the, some of the time, somebody will say something slick and I'm like, where do you get off calling me whatever you just called me? It takes three of you motherfuckers to block me. The whole game plan is me, but you're frustrated. You get the late shove. It happened in Indy last year when they lost to the Colts. And yes. I thought, yes. this is going to be a repeat. Forgot where, about that. Where you look back and it's like, I think he hit Matt Ryan or something or somebody. Yeah. Um, but, but the drive starts. That, was that one game we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> well, nothing to worry about. The drive starts. They're not great two weeks in a row in spots. Um, and my biggest complaint about the Chiefs' offense yesterday, and I don't want to make this all about the mistakes, but I think I thought Mahomes was really gutsy in spots, and they did what they had to do. They ran the ball into light boxes because Fangio was just, hey, two shells sitting back. The biggest thing that, that I hated was at the end of the game, you know, you come off the sideline. Nagy has choice words for the offense. They're impassioned. You're hearing all this bullshit. And then you drop back and throw the ball on third and one, Kyle, with 2.36 to go. You know what? I hate it, Kyle. You can tell me I hate it. I, I know you hate it, and a lot of people hate it. But I'm going to be the uh, I'm going to be the per, the contrarian here and just tell you this: Look, if you have if you throw that football, I mean, look, you want to run the football and get a first down, stay on schedule. But if you can't, if you got third and medium, and you do elect to throw the ball, third and one though. But if it's third and medium or okay. or less, really, if you, yeah. I want to run the ball. Yeah. But if you're if you are throwing the football in this situation, can't roll out, can't take a sack, can't have a turnover. In that situation, I would have been okay with taking a sack to force them to if you use take one a sack, of their two, two timeouts. If, if you take a sack, if you take a sack, the game works out for you, but the season could go wrong. Pat, you can't take sacks if you're Patrick Mahomes. Okay, well then don't in my don't opinion. throw the ball. In my opinion, it's it's third and one, dude. You know, like just pick up a yard and you can ice this That's game. Just no faith. And it showed up. I'll talk about it in Philly too. No I didn't, I hated Philly's shot on third and and, yeah. and three at the end of the game. Hated the shot. 
you almost end up losing the game because of that. There's people in the chat saying uh, Sirianni should be fired over that call. Man, I don't know about all that. <laughs> My man's coaching really well, but like Andy Reid, it happens to the best coaches in uh, in the world. Okay, no, like sometimes I this just, is I just hate the call. And you could it's hey, like how I want to go shotgun in the low red with Lamar Jackson. And JJ Watt told me the other day, don't ever fucking go shotgun right in the red area. And I'm yeah. like, don't ever not go shotgun. Don't ever not go shotgun. So in this situation, I'm like, don't ever not put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands when you have an opportunity. So to how stay about there. a run pass option or something at the Great. sticks? We, that agree, used we to can be agree there, there, but I disagree still. I disagree still <laughs> because yeah, okay. Come here. If I'm like, uh, I always want the ball in his hands. Same way I always want the ball in Lamar's hands uh, with opportunities okay. to extend drive. That's fine, Kyle. I just, I, feel, I don't want sacks. I, I feel like you can ice the game there. And then the Finns on defense, I thought they actually, they tightened up in some big spots and the coverage was better in the second half. Two guys, Ch Chubb, we talk about him and the ROI on that trade. He almost made, he did make two of the biggest plays, especially had they won of his career, the sack fumble and then the pressure on third and one. Like these are big plays, huge plays to to, to flip the, the, you know, get the ball in your hands or get the ball back on a short it field. It worries me about the Chiefs being able to protect protect Patrick in big situations. Big situations. situations. We saw it last week, two times the pass rushers getting their hands, chopping on Patrick's throwing arm during yeah. the motion. It's dangerous stuff. I hate seeing people around Patrick. And he runs the ball great. He usually gets out of bounds, but it's the stuff when he's in the pocket that's sketchy to me. And they were, Kyle, they were trying to kill Patrick yesterday. I mean, like, legally, and in some cases, <laughs> if I was like, playing him, I tried to kill him too. Sealer hitting him up top, you know, a couple times. Uh, the Van Ginkle play on the sideline, which you could say, hey, it's at the sticks or whatever. But he got drilled. There was one third and 18 where he comes up just short of the sticks. He got hit so hard. He just <laughs> laid on the ground like this, and I was like, oh, my God, Patrick's dead. <laughs> but, but, like... It's so funny. He makes me laugh so yeah, much. Because he wasn't dead. But the point is, like, my, my, Miami, Miami just, they just, they, they, they came out and they were like, we're going to make this thing chippy. We're going to make it muddy and we're going to hit Patrick every chance we get. So credit to him for Same being thing tough that as Spag fuck. said uh, yeah. to their defense about Tyreek, though. Like, yeah. we're going to just glove him. We're going to just play man. We're going to frustrate these guys. We're going to force them to get over. And that's what they did, Colin. I loved it because. They blitz 36% of the time. I said this last week. Even on early downs, press these guys. Some people were like, what? Yeah, <laughs> press these guys on early downs. They pressed 43 out of 58 plays. Sneed yeah. was putting those mm. erector set arms <laughs> They're on, so long. on anybody he could touch. Now, sometimes he missed, but, but who, who's playing quarterback in these big situations? Okay? When, when the clock sped up, when you take away his you first read, somebody open the facts are the fucking facts, guys. The facts are the facts. When is my apology? When do you apologize to me for your takes? This is an apology game. Okay, because I've given it like seven games against playoff teams. They're averaging 14, 17 points a game in those, in those, in those games. I mean, not even playoff teams, sometimes just teams with winning records. Um, it wasn't just Tua, though. Okay, like, because I don't think he's the reason they lost this game. That, that, final four sets of, that final set of downs where they had four shots at it, there were some plays that were his fault. We'll talk about that. But, you know, you get a false start on Claypool on third and nine. Uh, you oh. get the wide receivers backing him up on the second third and nine. You get a Jeff Wilson drop on third and ten. You get an intentional grounding that causes third and 26. They're third and 20 before they get bailed out by Chris Jones. So they were not great as a team. Uh, Claypool saved their bacon on that fumble with yeah. Mostert. So i got to give him credit there. But he's kind of a waste on the field. Like, the, you get a tight end out there. They put him in and they had somebody lining him up. They had somebody lining them up, it's man. Like, dude, that's the clear indicator. So there's some games where I want to say, hey, 
Tua's got to play better, and he does. Even and the it, Jeff Wilson touchdown, the first one, yeah, was heavy traffic, buddy. Yep, yep. That's sketchy ball territory. Sketchy it was a great ball. play. Sketchy ball territory. So, so my point, but that's the only time they heard him on the blitz uh, to Cedric Wilson. It, that's the only time they heard him yeah, on the Cedric blitz. Cedric Wilson. So for the most part, you survive against these guys if you have good Jeff players Wilson. on defense. Yeah, he was a running back. He was that's in Cedric Miami too. So it, it happens, but like. They blitzed them, they pressed, they weren't afraid, and then when it got down to the to, to nut cutting time, these are the four plays. First down, and this is really interesting, I gotta check out the All-22, because last night I was at home with my shitty internet, uh, thank you Elon, and uh, it's first and 10, they have Tyreek. Tyreek is open at the sticks, uh, and this is 90 seconds to go on the 31 or whatever it is. He's open at the sticks, I think Mike Dana puts his hand up, and he gets in that throwing window and Tua has to go away. But the, the thing is, he just panics. He turns the other way, he throws the ball blind, it's almost picked off, second down, miss. Third down, I have no idea what that is. I have, I have taken time to consider that it could be a back shoulder fade. I have taken time to consider that he might be throwing it out. But the thing for me that looks funny is number one, it's the wrong call because you know he's got that defender beat for a touchdown and we're going to overtime or it's another drive for Kansas City. Um, if you look at that ball compared to some of his back shoulder stuff, I don't know if I see back shoulder. No. So I, I just think he got the yips. <laughs> I think he got the yips last second, maybe Glitched. realized he, did, he didn't make the right call and it kind of, he just kind of halfway let it go. It was one of those like, holy shit, what was that? And the, everybody on the broadcast, nobody said anything. Everybody was just like, oh, missed opportunity. Oh. I texted Dan Orlovsky this morning. He hasn't answered me yet. I was like, what are we going with? Are we going with back shoulder fake? Cause he's always giving me shit about my two takes. Are we going back shoulder fade on that? Is that what we're is that what we're going with? Dan did a great job yesterday. Him and Rich. Him and, and Rich are great. McCordy's great. McCordy's funny. So just in that situation, whether it's just a bad read, I'm not saying he threw that ball as hard as he could. Nobody like fuck. It could be a, a situation like Josh last night where they call grounding on Josh. But the difference is this is a key situation in the game, and we gotta have it. And your track record's not great in these games. So this was a huge opportunity on third down and then on fourth down. Spags going zero blitz, mm -hmm. and the sight of it took his eyes off the snap. They said, wayward snap, catch that snap. And I know Jalen Hurts dropped the snap in the fucking Super Bowl. You know what the difference is? Jalen Hurts is in the Super Bowl. Yep. It took mm -hmm. him, he had to win a bunch of games to get there, and he's still winning those games against, against good football teams. So if you want to talk about the Dolphins, the way you've talked about them for two years, they have to show me. They have not shown me. So until that happens, I'm gonna keep saying this on Mondays. You can fucking be pissed off about it, but I don't wanna hear it anymore. I don't Frost. wanna hear it anymore about this team. Dolphin because I've had to sit here for two years and be gaslighted. And the, the stat that's not going around is they're 0-3 against teams with winning records it's this year. 6-0 and versus And some of it yeah, is the team. It. It's not all the quarterback. McDaniel, McDaniel's a great coach. But go out there and execute. All those penalties in the first half, and then in crunch time to do that, it's just, and Willie Gay deserves a big shout out, Kyle. He's a freak show. With a, a with a tailbone, weren't, people weren't sure what they're gonna get out of him. They've had so much production out of him, and you know what, with Bolton being sidelined, yeah. Willie's been asked to step up, and against this unit, like the Miami unit, yeah. all, the, all the challenges that you're gonna face defensively, for Willie to step up, and a lot of these guys are playing banged up, are playing banged up at this point in the season, and, Chiefs going into a bye week. Andy Reid talked about, you know, it's bad enough to lose a game the way we did against Denver. Yeah. But then you go to Europe. If we lose this game here, 
it would have been really tough. That's a long eight-hour flight home. So. Willie's got that eight-hour flight on a tailbone, and yeah. he goes out there and plays away. That's that that he forced second and sixteen on that second to last drive. That was huge. They're at midfield. Once the Dolphins are behind the sticks against a good team defensively, it's a lot harder. And so just getting that play on first and second down. Hey, we said it. Press these guys. You're going to like what happens. Press them. Press them. Man them up. Don't be afraid of these guys. If you have the guys, guys outside. Patrick said they're going to be fine on offense. Don't be afraid. I trust them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tr- if there's somebody I trust, it's Patrick Mahomes. And he said, we're going to get this thing figured out. They asked him if it's the best defense he's ever played with. And he said, it's definitely, he said, I think that we got the best defense in the league. And statistically, and, and, it's the best defense yeah. he's ever had. He's never had an above average defense. And this year, finally, it is. All right. So, so it's it kind is. of classy. Of Dynamite. Not to show di- his hand yeah. there, too. Dynamite segue, though. Whose defense is better, Baltimore or, or Kansas City? Because Baltimore. I'm not ready to say that. I'm not ready to say that. I'm sure they're better statistically and all that stuff, but I've seen this defense prove it in the postseason. So part of it for me was Spags and Kansas City. Like McDonald's doing a great job. They're talking about him as a head coach maybe at some point. They are doing a terrific job. But I just I would give the nod to Kansas City until I see them not perform in big spots. And i got to see Baltimore do it down the stretch right now. Here's what I think I realized about Baltimore yesterday. It's so easy to look at the sum of the parts. They don't have any superstars, right? Although I'd say Kyle Hamilton might be a superstar mm-hmm. in the making. Right. You know, you've got a you've got a corner who's who's a, you know a top five seven corner, depending on how you look at it when he's healthy. Um, the guys up front are good, but on paper before the season, it was a big question mark. Where are you getting your pass rush from? You bring in Clowney. It, that's a hit or miss year to year thing. Um, Matabike's got eight sacks. Yep. Owe had a sack yesterday on a spin. But here's what I think about this defense that people don't realize, and maybe Seattle doesn't realize it looking at them on, on film. But when you roll into Baltimore and you look across from you, you got that big motherfucker inside, and you got Matabike, you've got, you've got those two big, huge edge guys. Owe looks like a fucking G.I. Joe. Yeah. Um, Clowney's huge. They're all they're just big and physical. I think sometimes we we you can't measure that on and film. And then the second level moves fast and they're just as physical as the front. They're, they're very physical on the back end. Van Noy playing great ball. Van Noy's playing great. He's had four sacks since he's been there. Yep. So like they're physical. They play they rush well off each other. Van Noy had a TE that was like a natural. They just they're buying into the team defense concept. They remind me of the New England defense, the year we got all out over our skis about them in 2018, I think it was, and we were like, they're historically good. We did this a month ago with Cleveland. Not so, right? They're not historically good. They're very good. Baltimore might be better than that New England defense, though. I like, And again, they, you didn't know where the pass rush was coming from, but it's they're leading the league in sacks. So, And you talk about a, a team that can take on the identity of the success that their offense is having too. I mean, you bring in a new guy, new offensive stuff for Lamar to feed on, and he's not at that bone. We're not even at the bone yet. He's still at the meat of that, yeah. of that cut. Wait until he gets to the marrow. And, and, and the defense <laughs> is like, hey, look at them. Like, yeah. we, we can grow too. I mean, I know to your point, they don't have guys that are like world beaters all over the field, but as a unit, yeah. they're great. And Roquan Smith... It seems like every big game that they have, he has something to say before the game, and it's never disrespectful. But there's it's your superstar. Like, it's, a, it's always that's like, your superstar. Well, that's what I think of when I think yeah. of the Ravens. I think about Roquan. He's that's your superstar. Controlling the middle of the field, he's doing the communication. Yeah. Him and Queen are awesome. But look, I played with him. He's a freak, and when he says something, I believe him. Just like when I talk about Patrick getting that offense ready, 
if Roquan says they're ready to roll, I think they're ready to roll. Dude, the guy's a stud, and you know we've talked a lot about how just it instills confidence in you when you have a guy behind you that's lining you up, and also when you know as one of those big guys, double teams are going to come off me. I'm going to see color flash through my gap, and there's going to be a TFL. And like you know, he's just like a missile out there. And I thought they did a great job of making Geno uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know what happened on that pick. If it's J, I think it was JSN, um, or was it Lockett? Uh, Lockett. It was Lockett. And you know, like here's what they said in the in the broadcast was Tony and them were saying that he thought he saw zero, and so he just went there, and they bailed out and played coverage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it was, there's too many of these with the Seattle offense, whether it's JSN bobbling a ball on third and five to start the game, which you can't do on the road. No third down you can take for for granted against a better team on the road, uh, or it's the the miscommunication with Tyler Lockett. These are yeah. two veteran players. I talked about it last week up in Seattle against Cleveland. There were a lot of little fuck ups mm-hmm. that maybe don't, you know, it's an option route. Somebody's taking the wrong way or you don't know where you're putting the ball. I expect better out of that offense in the passing game and where they're really disappointing. And the reason I don't take them that seriously. And a week ago, we're talking about, hey, they're in front of the Niners and the NFC West, the whole thing. That's fine. And they're a good football team. But I can't expect them to go win three, four games and get in the Super Bowl and win it if you can't convert on third down and you're terrible in the red zone. I hate to boil it down to something so boring, but until you do that, it's hard to take you seriously, is what I've decided. Big big tip of the cap to the uh, personnel department in Baltimore. You know, you're bringing in all these guys all the time and trying to make the, the pieces work. And like you said, it's a, it's a unit more than it is stars, and there are stars on the team. But one guy who stepped up big, rookie Keaton Mitchell, he had nine carries, That's 138 it. yards and a touchdown undrafted rookie star in the making question mark that's what i wrote 40 yard and 60 yard run um and you know what his dad anthony mitchell won a super bowl with the ravens as a safety this was like that's like so uniquely baltimore it is it's it's so but it's it was such a big lift that i don't think anybody saw like maybe if you're a ravens fan you know this kid's gonna get some burn at some point supposed to be really fast looks even faster on the field but there was one drive in the first half and one drive in the second half that they featured him which is huge, right? Because if you're Baltimore, you know two things. Uh, we want to use this kid, we like him. And number two, every time we give him the ball, it's less chance that we're down another running back to Gus Edwards or with Justice Hill. Like a three-headed monster in that running back room really fits what they do because they ran the ball 44 times, which also means they they came into this game expecting to run the ball Against a times. team who was number one in, in the NFL uh, versus rushing. Yeah, and they knew running backs and, they, and Seattle or Baltimore was like, fuck it. Dude. Yeah. Plus Leonard Williams. Oh yeah. Throw fuck, Leonard Williams. Fuck in the it, Nothing. It doesn't matter. And, and as much as I want to put the game on the defense, because when you look at that, that fucking Seattle in, in plus territory, middle eight before the half comes up with no points. They have two opportunities. In fact, they give it back to Baltimore, kicks a field goal. Um, I, I know it's a tough spot for you, but you come out in the second half as a defense and you know, they're going to run the ball. The very first play, it's Gus Edwards for an explosive, and he's running through Witherspoon, and they're moving guys on the double. And it just felt like you come into the half, you had to have an attitude of my back's against the wall as a defense. At this point, we're down 17-3. I always say, stopping a score, stopping a score, you know, as a gambler or as a mm-hmm. player who's used to being down <laughs> in games. Being down 17 in a situation like that is so much different. You had to shut the door. And the very first play, the second half, you weren't ready for the challenge. There's somebody I want to shout out on the Baltimore offensive line. That entire offensive line gave Lamar a lot of time 
okay, except for the Mafe burst, which was great. I thought that was Mafe's most impressive sack of the season on Ronnie Stanley. But John Simpson is a guy that keeps popping up for me when I watch tape and a guy that gets me excited. I talked about when they played Cleveland, the very first play of the game, before they ran for about 300 yards. Not that John Simpson. There's a, yeah, big old John Simpson, who I caught on a hot mic after one of the touchdowns saying, I fucked that bitch up. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was like, who was that? I got to go back and see. So I went back and I looked and it only could have been John Simpson. I mean, he flat back somebody. He was, he was a big part of that double team to start the second half. Go up, go up. Yeah, right there. If you go to Mitchell's touchdown and watch what he did, this guy adds a physical element to that offensive line that fits who they want to be perfectly. And I just want to shout him out in the run game. I really like this guy. Not a lot of people talk about him, but he's got that attitude. The first play of that Cleveland game, they ran counter or something like that, and he flat backs at Arius Smith, and it set the, whole, the tone for the whole game. And so I really like John Simpson. I want to shout out one of your guys, That's Kyle, offensive lineman. They, they, they challenge him Saturday night in that meeting room. They yep. say, hey, play one, big dog. We're going your way. Play one. We're going at Big Zadarius, and they turn. The whole team's in that room. Exactly, dude. They do that. <laughs> the whole team's in the room. You know, there we're going to get out. We're going to get out. Right when tra- I got challenged on Saturday nights, yeah. not at the end, yeah. but at the beginning. Yeah, he's in that point in his career. You can make yourself the guy you want to be, and that's awesome. Good shout out there. So shout out John Simpson, and then also just fuck a bitch, just up. Todd Munkin. He might play himself into a fucking head coaching job. We were talking about this, which kind of sucks because this offense is rolling and they they can win different ways chicago and if you look at look at the mitchell touchdown once more it is hell for linebackers whether it was detroit coming to baltimore or whether it was seattle coming to baltimore linebackers are in a blender early and often and if you watch the mitchell touchdown everybody's split out so they you know because they can throw the ball and because they have a quarterback who right now is playing like the mvp i got asked last week who's the mvp and i said oh it's either mahomes if we're doing it off of who's actually most valuable, but if we're just doing stats, I'm sure we'll give it to Tua. But if you want to give it to a quarterback who's doing most, both things and playing at, at a high level, it's Lamar Jackson right now. And um, Equal odds right now, both plus 350. Him and Mahomes. Yep. And that's the way Where's it should Burrow? be. Lower. Mm. Yeah, he's got a little more work to do. I'm going to put my money <laughs> on him. Strong. Yeah, you like that. <laughs> You like that. You like that. <laughs> you like that. But that, that Mitchell touchdown is a perfect example of why it's so hard on linebackers. You got one guy in the middle of the field. He's got 30 yards of grass to cover. Lamar's got the fake. He's carrying it out. His eyes are on him. It's like being a babysitter at a Mormon house, baby. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like Jaron Hall's babysitter. <laughs> a lot going you know? on. That's good, Kyle. A lot of Zach Wilson's That's running good, around. That's good, Kyle. <laughs> Fucking... Darren Hall almost She's met like, Joseph yeah, Smith like yesterday at the goal line, dude. <laughs> Stop, dude. That was crazy. I well, he, I took he it talked too far. to him for a minute. He talked to him for a minute. He did. He was like, go back out there, but maybe not this week because Josh Dobbs is really good. The stone right. tablet was the field. Geno Stone, <laughs> you had. You, you, <laughs> so Geno Stone no is another example. We got to shout him out. You're down somebody at safety. Marcus Williams has been up and down. This guy's been such a plus. You have to think about not taking him off the field. So they, they have stepped up in a lot of ways. Can't. You haven't even gotten that much out of Beckham yet, you which can. was a big theme yesterday. And I think he's pressing because he got the ball out of way. That from fumble his body. was tough. It was tough. But you're you're going to get better as a team. They're built for December. There's guys that are emerging right now on the team. And then, guys, we were wondering last, like early this offseason, what makes Mark Andrews so good? And I texted Zach Ertz because sometimes with tight ends, I don't know. I'll tell you what makes him so good. Not only is he very good, but he plays in this fucking offense, man. Right. It's impossible for a linebacker to contend with everything they have to contend with. 
and worry about one of the best pass catching uh, tight ends in the he's league. A tough cookie as well. Are they they're, the best a tough team cookie. in the league? The Ravens. They're they're playing like it. They're playing you like mentioned it. Mentioned their OC and DC as potential head coaching candidates. Well, they, they are playing. They're like historically it. full pads in uh, in March and, and April. Yeah. So. And good they better job, play fucking But good yeah. job to them for ripping the bandit off and saying, hey, we want a new DC, we want a new OC. John didn't, maybe he had to do that, I don't know. But they did it, and it's paying off. It'd be so. cool if OC Euro was an OC. <laughs> <laughs> what up, OC? <laughs> trying to think of somebody named DC. It'd be cool if CD Lamb was a CD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were selling a lot of CDs in Tuscaloosa. Ryan Rosillo was out CDs. shopping. He was shopping. He, they had a bunch of compact discs on the wall. Like it's not. I want to move to Tuscaloosa. Seems cool. Okay. All right. Do they have an Apple store? No, probably not. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Cincy and Buffalo. If we're talking about the AFC elites, golly, are they an AFC elite now? Because yes. Who do you trust the most in the AFC? Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow and that defense. You know, the defense has been awesome. And Joe Burrow wasn't healthy early, but he's healthy now. And I'll tell you what. Last week was a historical performance by Joe Burrow. He really did look like the MVP. And then you watch this Bills game, and you're like, he's doing it again. This fucker's doing it again. And not even involving Jamar Chase. I was playing uh, Counter-Strike while I was watching this game, and I was in Discord with my buddy Jake, who is actually a Greenlight listener. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Jake the Snake. And he was emotional about the lack of involvement of Jamar Chase. And I was like, <laughs> you should be giddy. T. Higgins, he's dominating. Joe Burrow looks great. Joe Mixon. Orlando Brown's making blocks down the field. Gap scheme is working. Yeah. The Bengals look awesome. Yeah, they do. And then Jamar made catches late. He got banged up. He had the heat pad on for a bit, which is good. I think it had the copper fit in there because yeah. when he came back out there, he was looking like, uh, you know, Jerry Rice. Dude, listen, and the, it's, so the defense. it's so striking when you watch this game because since he goes out there and their first 15 is like, it's, it, it's intentional. Mm -hmm. they're, they're running people through zones. They're... There's misdirection. There's 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 a, a strong run game. There's there's stuff on the perimeter. It's people in the middle of the field are running sideways. They're they're, they're being set up to do something else, which is what it's a what, trap. Which is what you have to do when you're calling a football game, right? You're you are you are you are presenting something and stressing people it's out. It's chess. It's chess. Buffalo's not playing chess. I've never won it. Buffalo plays checkers. Mm. No, they do. They just try to get first downs. And you know whether it's it's an extended play where Josh has to take a while and maybe burn it or maybe something goes bad or it's something quick, um, and you know like you can't throw that pick. That's cover two, man. You know that it's just it's basic shit. You're backed up. I don't understand that throw um, and the juxtaposition of looking at them with no run game and just rolling out and doing the same thing. I talked about. I was encouraged that they they figured out how to play with 11 personnel last week. It looked better on them. I thought their best drive of the game at the end of the third quarter, Josh, there was some quarterback run in there. Um, but where it ends up is it ends up with a Dalton Kincaid fumble. And if they go in there, I feel like they might win that game as bad as they played in spots. Dude, that fucking before the half, dude, that's not intentional grounding. And they got, and you know, Collinsworth was pissed. I was pissed. Yeah, he was Collinsworth even said, Let me back. tell you what happened. Yeah. I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. yeah. If he's like, oh. They go to the they go to the the guy in the booth. Macaulay, what like, happened? Macaulay said a quarterback, as long as he is uh he, he throws the ball inbounds, he yeah. can throw it over the head of the receiver as outside the numbers. Outside the numbers, 
inbounds. So you agree here, Nolan. You can throw it as far as you want. Now, let me finish here over the, the receiver's head, and that's what he did. Yeah. And But Terry McCauley, right after he described what the fucking thing is, he said, yeah, but that's a little bit too far. And I'm like, hold on a second. Yeah. That's not intentional grounding. It's an option round. I thought it was awesome by Chris Collinsworth breaking it down in the moment. He said, let me tell you what happened. And I'm not, again, we go back to Tua's throw. I mean, it's they could both be miscommunications. So, I mean, like, grain of salt here, but it probably, it probably Field wasn't. Field position played a huge part in the but Eagles' it's end of, game. It's end of half. Too. It's end of half, man. You get three points here, you feel a lot better, right? You don't get any points. Um, and that's just like, it's, it's, it's bad ball. And so the pick. Josh you know, ran off the bench. God damn, dude. You ran off the bench. Oh, that's brutal. And that was such a delayed call, too. It was. It wasn't like ball hit the ground. The guy was like, I saw it the whole way. I'm going to throw it. It was like there was a lull in the action. It was almost like when a streaker comes on the field, it's during a lull in the action. <laughs> yeah. They are like, oh, there's a streak. They are like, it's a flag uh-huh. on the field. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck is the flag for? Yeah. yeah. What is this? I, I was losing people. it. I was losing it. I know you were. I can feel I it. I wanted it to be a tight. I wanted it to be boom, 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 back and forth, back and forth. And yeah. I wanted the game to be tighter than it was. So did I. My teasers hit, but it would have been nice to get plus three. Fucking, here's the deal about Cincy. We talked earlier <sighs> about how intentional they are. They're also just so automatic with three downs. They know how to get a while they set you up, while they they stick to the game plan. It just feels like if it's third and three, it's automatic. Like their quick game is so automatic, and Joe is so decisive, and he's now he can extend plays again because he was hurt. It just looks like them, and it's even on defense the way that Lou morphed them into a top ten defense again. It's like they fucking. It's like. I, it's like a medication that doesn't kick in for four games. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what's going on with these guys year after year, but they look great. And I thought for the Bills, more than anything, you can say, hey, it was going to be a tough day at the office. It's hard to match up with those three receivers. But the tight ends killed you. And there were situations where your best players didn't show up in coverage and in other, in, in other spots. And, you know, like you talk about, talk about that touchdown to Irv in the corner of the end zone. Okay, that's Poyer. Uh, is Boyd on Hyde on third and ten. Uh, this was a really bad one. You want to talk about the middle eight at this point before the Drew Sample touchdown? You're in this thing. You feel really good considering how you played, but they kind of sneak Sample. Sample's in the protection, and then uh, I think it's Hyde sneaks down and just misses him. He comes out and he scores a touchdown. So you know third and one with twenty, third and one on your twenty-two. You can get off the field. Third and one, they're backed up. You're chasing them. Twelve minutes to go. They go sample for 17 yards. Five minutes later, I love sample out and of the 50 yards later, you know, you get the ball back, right? So Dane Jackson got picked on on that on that drive. It just felt like they couldn't get him off the field in key situations. And then third and three at the end of the game, Von Miller. That's that a tough one. Tough. That's a t- it's a tough play to make. Got to make that. Got to make the play, right? Gotta, best thing, your He'll best you guy, that. your best guy versus their best guy, He'll like one on one game on the line. You got to make that tackle. He'll like tell you it, that. it sucks. One it on sucks one, that he fate did. of the universe on the line. Yeah, death blazer. What but that but the Bills, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't watch sci-fi. <laughs> I think for the Bills, their biggest their biggest issue is they don't have a real identity. Like like how like like how you're talking about Joe Burrow and like like they know when it's 
third or fourth and short, they have a quick out. They have these plays. With the Bills, they're all over the place. And what are they really doing? Like offense, they don't really – you don't know what type of team they are. are they're they Josh gonna be, Allen. They're Josh Allen, go get us the first down. Special teams is terrible. And then on defense, it's just like you have the guys, but, like, you don't have an identity. It's like people, like, they're not afraid of you, will run on you, will pass on you, will scheme you. And it, it's, it, it sucks they're a really good team, but there's not – a too many Milano good, good teams without oh, identities. Milano injury. And, hey, at the end of the day, it's 24 points at the Bengals. It's not like the defense lost this game. First things first, the offense, you got to expect more out of them. Uh, and, and more than anything, you want, you, want, you want Joe Burrow and the Bengals encapsulated in one play. It's four-minute mode going for the throat to Boyd. I mean, it's Ball like game. that's it. Even if you Ball stop game. them, it's going to be even harder now. And uh, you're in plus territory right off the bat because you have the balls to say, hey, fuck the clock. We're just going to take a shot here. And Joe Burrow is the guy you trust with that in that situation. I also noticed during the game, and I'm super, I mean, obviously, DeMar Hamlin being healthy and on the sideline is awesome. They show him so much. He was picking his teeth and they were showing him yesterday between Chris and Mike <laughs> in the booth. I was like, man, he just kind of probably wants to hide at this point. Who's that? DeMar Hamlin. Oh, He's Hamlin, like, yeah. They just got a Hamlin, ham cam. Yeah, yeah, ham cam. Last night was the night for the ham cam because, you know, I think when the game started, I don't know how the players felt, but we weren't sure how it was going to play out, if guys were going to be. There were some big collisions last night. There were some guys that went down for a second. Um, I know it's tough having seen what you saw last year on the field and going back to the very place. I almost forget that it happened every time, like in a good way. It's like we're, you know, we're watching football. It's like normalizing watching football yeah. and not just thinking about injuries because as a player, you get injured so much. That's all yeah. you think about when you see piles. It's not, oh, wow, I did that. It's how did I do that exactly. for so long? <laughs> so I watched the DeMar stuff and I'm like, man, he just probably wants to chill. I mean, he did a great job. All his interviews, obviously great coverage by NBC, but... Man, yeah. man. He probably like, just wants to watch the game. Let's just watch the game. Yeah, yeah. Put yeah, a Zen yeah. in. Chill. Yeah. yeah, Zen and chill. He seems like a chill guy. He seems Hamlin. awesome, man. He I, seems super not chill. Not that he needs to hear anything else great about him, but yeah. he's the fucking... We don't have a cam on him. Yeah. Um, all right. Philly-Dallas, right? Go. Because this was the big marquee game. Um, it's going to be all right. Listen, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and we were going back and forth during the game because... Nate is the biggest troll on the planet, as you know. Oh, we know. And this. early in this game, I just kept repeating, "We're gonna be all right." And then, like the Eagles did something bad, and he goes, "We're gonna be all right, right?" And he knows I got money on the game and the whole thing. But the best thing about Nate is, after that, he's always like, "What? I wasn't saying anything." He's a real throw a rock, Such hide a your hand thing. kind of guy. <laughs> so, and somebody in the somebody in the group chat was like, "He is like that guy that'll ride you the whole day, and when you say anything back, he goes, oh, 'Oh, you're being sensitive.'" <laughs> Which is today's generation's way of arguing, honestly. Um, but not that you're that much. We got the win. We got the win, though. We got the win. Fly Eagles, fly. I was I felt really good about this game coming in, and I felt horrible about it late. And I kept telling you guys, we're gonna lose this game. We're gonna lose this game. Micah did everything he could because not to go backwards forwards here. But at the end of the game, I mentioned that third and three. It, to me, you've already shown the propensity to go backed up. Also in that situation, you're up 28-23. If you're, what you're guarding against is a touchdown, you give them a shorter field in that situation. If they do score, I feel great about you going with a little bit more time to come back and kick that field goal. But punting them the ball, if they do score, it's going to be a longer drive. Now, you got the stop there. What they ended up doing was marching down the field in under a minute and nearly fucking turning all my hairs gray. But I felt like when you have that opportunity on third and three, the way you're built, the way you've run the ball at times during this game, to take that shot, I know you have A.J. Brown on Bland. I know you hit a fourth and three a couple weeks ago. 
but nah, dude. I, I, I aggressive. pound the fucking rock because I know you have two downs in your in your head. If it's fourth and three quarters of a yard, like they're gonna tush push it. And at that point, they take the shot and they end up damn near losing the game because they fumble the next possession on third down mm. when they're trying to ice it. Thank God for that backup guard falling on that motherfucker. You know, Mike, Micah Parsons was beating him at times pretty bad, mm -hmm. but he made the play of the game, jumping on that fumble. Huge so, point. I thought the play of the game was the two point conversion. In all honesty, and as, huge. as an offense, mm -hmm. you get down there, you score, you have an opportunity to make it a three point game. Dak does everything he can in his power to get in the end zone. He does that. Foot is out. I'm, you know, I'm not a quarterback. I'm not a ball carrier. But I'm like, just dive, just dive. It's one of those dive situations. It's what we said. It's after one of those Texas high school football. Just yeah. make. You know what I mean? It's what we said after the game. It's. You know, because then you get the next possession. They get, you know, they're at the they're at the forty five, and then they're at the forty, and then they're at the they get sacked, and then they have to go back and get those yards again. Now you're looking at they could have kicked a field goal on the fuck. First. He, he missed the tight end wide open on that fourth. Could have kicked the field goal from where where like that drive was right there. He's not he's not the reason they lost the game. Okay, like, no no no. But that play happened that, to be big. And, I'm not blaming. And I, I'll I'll put it on. I'm not blaming. I know that. some people might say, hey, it's we don't it's like Dakers because it's Philly and Dallas. Dak played fine in a lot of spots, and I, I said this last week, like he is his best when he's rolling right. And one thing I think the Eagles didn't do a good enough job of sometimes was being cognizant of those rush lanes where you keep him from rolling right. I mean, there were times, um, I mean, the last touchdown, I think he was rolling right. Multiple conversions. You got to keep this guy off his ball hand side. They didn't do a good enough job about that, that and, and he hurt them at times. But I thought... If I had a critique for the Eagles defense and BG played great, Hassan. running him out of the, the two sacks at the end of the game for BG and Jalen Carter, they split one. BG got one solo. Those are huge, right? There's 20 seconds to go, not only getting to Dak, but he can't get the ball out. So that's great. And they were beating steel like a drum, like Hassan oh. beat him for a sack, the whole thing. The protection issues did show up, although Dallas's front's pretty good. Um, but that defense just the heroics of that goal line stand. I mean, at that point, I think they're up 11, 11 points. Yep. But to, for Dallas to go all the way down there and the deflation of Dak scrambling and it's Slay and Dak at the goal line and Morrow, and it was just like a fucking, it was NFC East vintage football. It was like when you watch the highlights, of Eagles, Cowboys, or Giants, Cowboys, or those games back in the 90s where people were decapitating each other. And it was like all of America was watching in the 4 p.m. slot. Everybody was watching that blade of grass. And they defended it like their lives depended on it. And I'm not taking anything away from Dak because he just got upended. But I'm giving it to the it's Eagles defense the because the very defense. next play, you never know. It's like, it's like Pittsburgh uh, in that stand, I think it was maybe against Baltimore where they're like, you never know. The next play, if you knock him down on this quarterback option, the next play, Jackson might throw a pick in the corner of the end zone, which he did. You never know. The next play, Reed Blankenship might get that tight end down on the goal line. We go to review, we go to commercial, and it's a huge swing. So the defense, the pass rush, my big critique was too much man and too much uh, Ricks on C.D. Lamb. If you're an Eagles fan, you're you're fucking nodding your head right now because you know what I'm talking about. But like Rick's on fourth and one for the first touchdown, you know he's on Lamb third and twenty one before the score. Uh, Rick's on Lamb. 
Uh, Ricks in the slot. You know, they just put Lamb in there. And they went to Slay for a while. But end of game, you get Ricks on the deep over. You get Ricks on the, the pick play down low, which puts them in, in range to score. And so um, I just thought... The matchups at times were tough, but they survived. All told, I don't know they how you tightened can, up when I don't they know had how you to. throw to your fourth option on a gotta have a situation. I mean, no. and they talked about it in the, in the broadcast, but it's like give your guys an opportunity to make a play. Give your guy an opportunity, not your guys. Yeah, give your guy an opportunity yep. to make a play. Yep. Um, in that situation, I would have been so deflated as an O lineman. Now we haven't talked about Jalen Hurts yet, but this was heroic shit. And I don't want to overstate it because people are going to say my bias is showing and all that stuff. You're not. I'm not an Eagles fan, and I'm saying the same thing you are. Guys, 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 a fucking gamer. He's a stud. The way he's on his bad knee, 300 pounds falls on that thing. I mean, I, I would have thought he might have. Maybe if he doesn't have that brace on, I don't know if the brace is on his left knee or whatever. Yeah. But maybe that ACL goes. Like that was a that was a scary moment. That's how I broke my leg. Yeah, it's all that. But that was Chris Jones. It was David Bakhtiari for me. That hit me. Yeah. Just some big fuckers we like to run yeah. into with our knees. So I thought, so I thought like the throw before the half to Devontae, the gutting out the injury, they ran the ball better in the red zone. They tied it at 14. They came out and ran the ball six fucking times in a row. Okay. Gainwell had a touchdown in the red zone. Um, other than the shot, I thought, and the protection at times wasn't as good as maybe you would have expected, but we, they, they're victims of their own success up front. They're so good that, you know, like somebody gets beat for a sack and it's like, holy shit. Oh, oh the sky's falling. The Goddard injury is something you got to worry about. And, was you know, there blood that I saw? On Goddard? Yeah. I hope not because that would be a compound I think, fracture. I think it was just his elbow. You saw what I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was just one of those. I saw like, that and yeah. I was like, ooh. Yeah. But Sirianni <laughs> knew it. Sirianni knew it. He's like, we got to have points this first drive. And they did. They went tush push on fourth and one. They go for it on fourth and three to Dallas Goddard. Beautiful throw. I think what, what, they're they're aggressive anyways, right? They're gonna go. See Michael Parsons ride the tush push. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Went surfing. Also, he played great. Michael Parsons was all he's of his just field. trying to will it to happen. But I think Sirianni looks at this Dallas team and they are front runners. Okay, like that's the way they play. They've only been down in one of their wins, and that was uh, the Chargers down seven nothing. So if you look at the way they jump out on people, like that's a script you can't follow. You'll take the risk of going on fourth down on that opening drive multiple times because you know you absolutely got to have a score. And I thought that was the biggest sequence in the game was just getting out ahead in this thing and defining the terms of this thing. Uh, and I think they knew that. And I think they terms were intentional. Terms and conditions brought to you by <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Speaking of, speaking of Micah, how do you feel about that no call? That was holding? a hold. But he was saying that it was a hold during the block. Like he had his hands in the framework. When he turns away from the block and it becomes this, this isn't a hold. This, if I'm Micah, this becomes a hold. And when yeah. you start chasing and your jersey's pulling the other way, that's, that's yeah. a clear hold. I think some, some yeah, that was a hold, you saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hold. Not not at first. Yeah. Not at first. No, it's late. It's when the quarterback crosses that, when that, that guy, threshold of the door. When and he redirects. Running, which is tough for an offensive lineman because you don't know when that's happening. Yeah. But you got to have the good, the great ones have a feel for that. I, I hope Dallas. Zach Martin never I hope Dallas is back soon. I think it's a surgery. Yeah, it sounds like. Could be a few weeks. Yeah, or uh, IR kind of thing. I think they said um, forearm fracture and then an MRI today. So I'm hoping for the best there. We Oof. said coming to this game, it had to be a big Dallas Goddard game, and he played really well uh, in spots. It was a shame they lost him on that kind of stiff arm tackle, which is eh. Um, but yeah, I, a huge win for the Eagles. I don't think anybody's surprised. I think the Eagles are just what they are. They have a high floor, dude. Adam they have Schein a high floor. floor. And it sets up the biggest game of the season. Them and the Chiefs both have a bye, and then they'll meet on Monday night. That's going to be crazy. 
November 20th. Andy Reid, Nick Sirianni with two weeks to prepare. November 20th. That's crazy. Chiefs, Eagles, the Long Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah, the Long Bowl. Let's do it. I have no games. Is it, uh, is it Arrowhead? You have a Super Bowl. <laughs> is it an Arrowhead? I'm not sure. I think it is. Yeah, it's Arrowhead. Because yeah. we your... we've been circling this one because I felt like last year. It's a Monday night game? I feel like this is Jalen's biggest road game. <laughs> Of, of his career. <laughs> the bookends of that, that weekend, we're going to have uh, Bengals at Ravens Thursday night and then Eagles and KC. Let's, let's, let's I'll do some live streaming. Let's maybe go. Yeah, oh, go. You want to go? I mean, let's talk about it. I got to go to Penn State on Monday, this weekend. Bro. I'm doing a lot of, oh, yeah, record on Monday. From the fucking G Hop. Well, what would I do lot? with all the other ones? G E H A. G E H A. I, I, I call it G Hop. I just think because <laughs> it's a damn good time every time. I just think uh, I just think this is Jalen's like big road test where it's not like he's passing the test or failing it, and like he, it's a decision on. It's not like when Tua goes to Miami and they haven't beaten anybody. It's like, can you go to Arrowhead and win? Go to Arrowhead against a defense who prides itself on pressuring quarterbacks. And you know yeah. that Jalen's got an Achilles heel. It's Maybe against not. the pressure. And I thought Dallas was going to be able to show that weakness. But he just keeps, he just keeps answering Spags. the bell. Spags. He keeps answering the scares bell. scares me. Spags is great. For any quarterback. Spags is great. Um, Kyle, you want to read a message from yeah, this, our sponsors at Cash App? This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the all-in-one app for spending, sending, and setting easy-to-track saving goals. With multiple tools for saving, spending, and sending, Cash App is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money. And Cash App has something very special for you. When you pay with the Cash App Visa card, you'll be able to automatically entered for a chance to win a five-star VIP trip to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. It's like throwing a game-winning touchdown pass without having to be athletic. The best part is the more times you pay between October 16th and November 9th, the more automatic entries you get for a chance to win. So whether you're buying yourself a lucky jersey or loading up on game day snacks, make the right play and pay with your Cash App Visa card. And who knows? You could find yourself at Super Bowl LVIII, which means 58 yeah, it does. in Roman numerals. Thanks to Visa, no purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents, 21 and up, ends 11-9-23. Thanks, Cash App. Yeah, that was killer. Good ad read, guys. Um, we got to get to the best of the rest. I mean, they, like those four games are going to take up a ton of time on this show. There's a I mean, lot of just... red writing on this paper, okay? <laughs> yeah. Let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful mind. <laughs> it's honestly the way the notes look. I mean, I'm not judging your notes, buddy. It's good stuff. Yeah, no, let me see. We're doing pretty good. Thoughts. All right. Well, let's start with Tampa Bay Houston because I thought this was the biggest story of the day. Kyle called the the, the big day from CJ Stroud on his Tops NFL show uh, at CBS. I. I don't know what you saw, Kyle, uh, before the game, but this was this is one of those days you'll remember from C.J. Stroud. I mean, it's impossible. This kind of offensive production, I know Tampa Bay's not a great team, but from a rookie, um, it's time to start talking about how many guys you take over C.J. Stroud. 1,000%. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, but... He's up there. You know, I, I'm more willing to buy this than I am when, like... Brock Purdy has a, a stretch run where he looks like an MVP. Tua has a stretch run where he looks like an MVP because there's those offenses are known commodities, right? There are some really good players on those offenses. They're good coordinators. If you're a good processor like those guys seem to be, you're going to put up some stats. 
But like coming into the year, I did not think, and I know CJ Stroud hasn't done this every week, but I did not think with this cast of characters it was going to go this way. As much as I like CJ Stroud and was vocal about that, I, I had no idea that he'd have a, a day like this this year. And I think, Kyle, it's the big boy throws. You know, coming in, I know he had like a, a strong arm and everything, but there's a difference between having a strong arm and being able to hit that ball versus cover two under 15 seconds to go get them down to the 10-yard line. Or the, the Tank Dell touchdown early in the game where he pumps uh, Carlton Davis mm -hmm. and, and just fucking puts that ball on the money, 40 yards, whatever it is. These are big dog throws. These are not little dog throws. These are big dog throws. And this guy's a big dog, Kyle. You know, and I think about these these rookie players all over the league that are having success. And we're talking about C.J. Stroud now, but it goes with anybody. You talk about like the Seattle secondary guys, and I know it was a rough day for Seattle. But uh, all over the league, there's young players that just, I feel like, don't understand how difficult it is what they're doing. And C.J. Stroud's in one of those points in his career right now. 455 yards, five touchdowns. Um, and, you know, Damian Pierce out bad week against Carolina last week, 140 yards for C.J. Stroud. I just said, look, this is a guy who, who knows that he controls the Texans' destiny. And D'Amico yeah. Ryans knows this. The team knows that. Um, what was really impressive to me is you go out, you start the drive, bing, bang, boom, you're going down the field, then you, you the fumble after a completion, yeah. um, and they go down and score. I mean, that's no way you want to start the game. And if you're the Houston Texans, historically, you're not a very good team. You can't afford to be turning the ball over on your opening possession. And for them to stick with it, for C.J., to be able to deliver so many throws time after time. It's so impressive. And to your point, I don't know how many guys I'm going to take over CJ Stroud. I, it, he is, he's just got that it factor, you know, like he does. And, and when you pair that with the fact, the ability to make those throws, you can't measure this. Like I, it's so obvious, but people don't, what's going on in here we have no idea mm -hmm. and so sometimes you're like why is this guy the way he is or why you know like Some he throws a pretty ball but like he's got great vision he's a great processor and you're seeing him extend plays more which is one of the things we talked about coming out people wanted to see him do that more because of the the college that he played at he did it in the playoffs and Little did we know it was a little preview of what he'd look like in the pros. His feet are great in the pocket. Like, you know how Brady was really good moving around the pocket? I know CJ's athletic and he's yeah. big and he can move around, but when he's got his feet with intent to throw in the pocket, it's awesome to see him maneuver around and deliver on that second beat, like off rhythm. Boom, get out of it, throw it down the field. D'Amico, coach of the year. I mean, he, he, yeah. he, we've talked about him uh, being in that conversation. I don't know if he'll win it, but this is, we talked about how, how great it is. Former player, right? Yeah. Number one guy I played against. We played against D'Amico. So it's great seeing young guys get a shot. Minority coach getting a shot, fucking taking it and running with it. Defensive coach getting a shot, taking it and run with it. I mean, I love everything about the hire and how it's working out in, uh, in coach, Houston. Coach of the year, and then the you think um, CJ Charles locked up rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, yeah I can't yeah, think of anybody it's... else. I get Jalen Carter, CJ Stroud, fourteen touchdowns, one interception. He's really taking care of the ball. That that's the that's the big thing as as a rookie for you to be able to take care of the ball and 
in 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 the NFL is unreal. Like, like unreal. Bajan had a great half against the Saints. Exactly. We're talking yeah. about this. But then, <laughs> yeah. but the halftime yes. stat line was like two twenty yeah. two tuds. Yeah. I tweeted, yeah, "Keep going." Yeah. The next half, <laughs> keep it going, was like brother. Five turnovers. What the fuck? Yeah. CJ sees it differently. Yeah. It's yeah. like when I look at great art. Like if I look at like a Jackson Pollock piece, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "You mean to tell me that guy and my my brain are the same?" No, no, no. Humans are different, drastically different. And to yeah. your point, what goes on between there's the a lot ears, of range in here. What goes on between the ears is different for everybody. Yeah, Joe no Burrow is different than Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes is different than. <laughs> and as much as you want, like Josh Allen to change the way he is, maybe he never changes. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like maybe Josh Allen never changes. Maybe we're just pissing in the wind, asking him not to throw that ball into cover two last night. <laughs> but there's something just like me as a player when I played. There were certain things that, like in the heat of the moment. If I made a mistake, usually I'd go back and be like, yeah, it was that thought process I have that I just can't get away from. And, you know, from, mm-hmm. that happened inside. to me in pass Don't protection more Don't than it did inside. run. Like the run, the, the the run game, yeah. run blocking, Chris, it was, was usually like, like try to do something extra or whatever. Run blocking was easy. Yeah. Like playing the run for you, it's reactionary. Yeah. It's where you put your hands. It's how you have your feet in the ground. The pass protection stuff is yeah. a whole nother can of worms. That's where the artistry comes out as an offensive lineman. It's hard to conquer this. And if you've got this going, it's hard to stop it. And so CJ Stroud, he's got that. And then some congrats to him on a great day. Uh, Dallas, well. Shout out to Everett down there in Houston yeah. as well, yeah. our guy. Houston. All right, Washington, New England. Now this, this is a true hanger game for me. Buddy. <laughs> true hanger game. Ron Rivera's like, they put their pants on just like us. Turns out <laughs> it's not true. They can't even get the right pants on. <laughs> they, certain guys, they got the 2017 pants on. I don't know if you saw this. How does that no, even happen? Got one kind of stripe. Yeah, it was a hanger game. I, I'll tell you about it. I love these. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. That should be a segment. Let me tell you about it. Um, <laughs> apologies to Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniels. Mike McDaniel has a job. Josh Mack. Apologies to Josh, but I'm going to talk about the Patriots here. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about him not great because... And that's not out of lack of loving the Patriots. You guys know I've had a hard time quitting this team. I almost wanted to bet this game. And, you know, I've had a bunch of bad takes that, that I've kind of hitched my wagon to them turning this thing around or Bill knowing what he's doing here. And I think Bill knows what he's doing, but this is the twilight zone for the Patriots. The, the Patriot way, really, we have to start asking the question, does it exist? It exists, but is it effective? Because... If it's a way, right? It's like when Frank Beamer and Beamer Ball ran it's like out the of Yankees. juice, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they started fucking up on special teams. It's like, well, why don't you just use your Beamer, Beamer ball? ball? Why don't you just use the Patriot <laughs> way and get off the field on third down? Why don't you just use the Patriot way and not jump off sides on the punt at the end of the game that's going to get you the ball back? You know, shit like that. Why? Why don't you use the Patriot way and not drop the ball, uh, Juju, with the game on the line? Forces a pick. I mean, all these things are so unpatriot way. Like, I'm starting to w- wonder if it was a, obviously it's a combination of the coach and the players, but like without the the veterans that were there over that run. Because when you walked in that locker room, you knew you were in a winning locker room. Because it, not just because of Bill, because I, I think Bill's the goat, and I'm not going to do this thing where because at the end of his career he's not great, or post Brady's not great. I'm going to just discount everything he did. Okay, because. Somebody had Peyton Manning for a while. Somebody had Steve Young for a while. Somebody had Joe Montana for a while. Somebody had, and he was able to cash in on not one, not two, not three, you know, go down the line 
of Super Bowls that they won, and they won them separately. They won them, they were almost two, different three ways. different runs, which yeah. is the most important thing to me about evaluating that whole window. And Tom Brady was a couple different kinds of players over that run. I'm not taking anything away. With different primary targets. But what about the Devin McCourties? You know, Matt Slater's all alone in there. There's just not a lot of Julian Edelman's anymore. There's not a lot of like Dante Hightower's. Dante Hightower is one of the best leaders that I ever played with, if not the best defensive leader that I ever played with. These guys are Strong not. Strong guy too. You, you don't just you don't just reintroduce that culture. It's got to carry over and carry over, and they've gotten away from it, and they play on disciplined football, and so. Like, I don't know if the Patriots are not self-aware because of the deadline, they don't sell anybody, right? Okay, people say they can't draft, they draft people like Thornton. People say they can't, they, they can't get it done in free agency, they make the Jacoby Myers decision. Three for 33, okay? Game's on the line, you get the ball to Juju, Jacoby Myers catches that ball. Uh, the whole thing, so I, I, I don't know what the Patriot way is anymore. And somebody's gonna be pissed I said that, but you tell me because um, you know, it's third downs. They made Sam Howell on third down look like fucking Brett Favre again. The chicken man was running I loose. I did read that. I mean, third and seven backed up across his body to Pringle. I mean, it was an incredible play. Throw all the bill against the first 10 start quarterbacks stats out the window. Throw all the, the rookie quarterbacks coming to Foxborough stats out the window. It is not the same anymore. Because of shit like this, the third and nine to Pringle with four minutes to go in the half. You give up a third and 23. Sam Howell rushing. I've been on that defense. I've made mistakes like that on that team. You make a mistake on that team when I was on the Patriots for just a year, they put your ass on the bench. I fucked up on first and second down in the Houston playoff game. I was a third down guy after that. Mm. That's the way it is. They don't have enough guys to make those decisions. You know, so... Mm. Uh, I, I I don't I don't get it. It's confounding. The Patriot way is punishing good players <laughs> and letting mediocre guys dominate. I don't know. <laughs> they don't have that luxury anymore. But they don't That's have what the. You're saying. They don't. But they don't have the luxury of just plugging new guys and when the other guys are fucking up, the depth isn't there. I don't think they have the leadership to reinforce the culture. And you know when you got Jack Jones liking tweets that say Jack Jones should have pled guilty so he went to jail and avoided <laughs> playing for the Patriots. That is a bad thing, dude. Aye, aye, aye. That is a bad thing. Jack Jones liked that tweet, not me. <laughs> Fucking not Jack uh, Johnson. This isn't banana. And you guys, are, you guys told me this. That's confirmed. <laughs> Jack Jones liked that tweet. I believe so. Yeah. You, I love these. Reed stories. just said thumbs up. So I love so, these. So, Can you confirm? <laughs> like, well, I never know. I've been burned on a couple of these. I, never, I thought B.J. So, Robinson was blowing vapes in Art Smith's face. Yeah. In the meeting. So. You got J.C. Jackson down. There's just a bunch of like he was down early in the game. He, uh, I don't know what's going on. Washington, five trips inside the 35, the first eight drives. Like, what are we doing? I want to give, I want to give credit to Sam Howell. Sam Howell made some big boy throws. He's, the guy. he's done that on and off. John Allen said he's our guy for the next decade. He might want to talk to Josh Harris about that. I'm not sure. But Magic liked him. But yeah, Magic liked him. <laughs> they really mixed up the run. The run and the, and the pass, which is what you want to do. That's a good game plan. That's a bit, right? <laughs> not a bit. I think it's a bit. It's not a bit. <laughs> no, it's a bit. Not Which is the best bit because he's willing to have people say these things about him, but he knows he's doing it. He's really committed to that bit if it is. <laughs> and one more shout out, Larson for the uh, commies. They're, they were 6-1-1 one, one with him starting last year. He's made a big difference for them. Not that anybody cares about who's playing center for the commies, 
This is unfortunately more about the Patriots. Patriots fans are going to say, hey, we beat the Bills. You make it about the Bills. We lose to the Commies. You make it about us. You're the Patriots. You wanted me to talk about you. Here we are. That's what the fuck? America's what's, teams. What's going on, dude? What's going on? We're going to annex you soon. What's going on? The annexation of New England. <laughs> I don't know. Is Bill going to be there? Rebuilding. They, there's a report from Ben Violin that says that Mike Vrabel is the uh is the uh is the the high value target the for Robert on. Kraft hmm. for Robert Kraft his home run guy and I think that'd be great but I want to see you Bill. imagine I can't yeah oh <laughs> I actually can that'll be awesome Indy Carolina I guess we have to mm -hmm. I just want to say this I'm not giving up on a quarterback in Carolina because of the way he's looked with this setup for I mean the two picks he threw yesterday were unforgivable they both pick sixes to Kenny Moore. The number two touchdown reception catcher uh, this year for him is Kenny Moore. <laughs> Crazy. Who? Kenny Moore. Does he play plays for who the Colts? Doesn't play for who? his team. Kenny Moore. Two. Two, two picks. pick sixes. Two pick sixes. And when I tell you, man, if you look at what Fitter has done there, the GM, right, and Tepper, who's like kind of known to be. Like a meddling guy, like it doesn't mm -hmm. feel. It Tepper, feels, we're, we're talk about him in the in the Miller Light, but it kind of feels like. Now they don't do any of the, like sexual harassment that the the Washington Commanders were doing. They don't do any of the like panic button under the desk. They don't do any of the like break the law kind of stuff. But as an ownership group and as an organization, right now it feels pretty dysfunctional. And when you look at one, how they set this kid up. In Bryce, I mean that offensive line has really struggled this year. They don't have, I mean, Thielen's played really well relative to expectation, guy. but they don't have guys. Look at their draft picks this year. Has anybody really shown enough to get excited about? I know it's a fucked up situation. So if you're draft picking a fucked up situation, it's harder on you. But I haven't seen anything that like I'm like, yes, the Panthers' future. And uh, and if you look at the free agents they brought in, Bozeman. Hasn't been like a world beater there. Uh, Miles Sanders is like a backup now, I guess. Justin Houston hasn't been getting there. DJ Shark. Uh, Who is Justin Houston? Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst has like a few catches on the year. So they're failing to build the right way. So has the clock even started on the build? It's like, is the... They're still in the CAD portion yeah, of they're just, the build. The CAD they're, looking, they're looking at a, a scale model. But they're buying... <laughs> Bad materials. They're spending a bunch of money on. They're the buying scale model. steel in the pandemic, and it needs to be at least three times as big. You know, just yeah, exactly. Just just as wait this. a year. How can we even get this team come. in the building? I don't know if there's any fucking Panthers fans in here in the chat. It's a rock fight. I feel With bad. A touch of blitz. But I'm not. I'm not going to give up on Bryce because I think he throws a nice ball where he, when he knows where he wants to be, and I think he maneuvers well in the pocket. I'm just not going to give up on that. And then you know the, the first rounders. Fair or not fair, this is the way it goes. He's going to be compared to, to Bryce. Or he's going to be compared to CJ. And then, you know, like two years ago, Cross is going to be compared to Aquanu. And shit like that. Is it the so, Trubisky-Mahomes conversation? I don't think it's... Oof. It's not. No, because I think... Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, it's overreaction Monday, guys. I think it's going to be better than Trubisky. I do. No offense to your guy. No, no, that's why I ask. I um, mean, and Trubisky's a, a solid and, backup. And who can I, make don't think, I don't know that CJ Stroud's Mahomes. 
But I'm saying for this, Mahomes didn't lose in the Panthers last for week. For the sake, yeah, <laughs> he didn't throw for, but he did have zero touchdowns and five turnovers against the Broncos. I know, but after he's already won multiple Super Bowls and that yeah, whole thing, so history mystery. Yeah, yeah, we, we we play with it how we see fit. I like to move goalposts. The last thing that Carolina didn't do is last year when they tried to send a whole fucking roster over for Brian Burns, they didn't take it. Right. And then this year again, so he didn't. Now they weren't sending like as much over, I think, this year as they were last year with Brian Burns, but. The point is, I just don't, I feel bad for Bryce, and I don't know. David Tepper sure. stood on the table for Bryce Young, I believe. And Bryce was like, thank you. <laughs> Bryce was like, up. <laughs> yeah. the, how short is David Tepper? I don't know. Have you ever actually stood on the table for somebody? People always say that. Has anybody actually stood on the table for somebody? Yeah, I feel like in the old days when there wasn't a megaphone and you had to get height and uh, get your voice out, you, you stand, would stand on, on your soapbox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know how it took so long to get here, but we got to talk about the Josh Dobbs show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dobbs. I want to acknowledge so something. Taylor Heineke did not play well. You still scored 28 points. Okay. So that's something you haven't done a lot. But they are sticking with, with Heineke as a starter. I think it's the right move. I, 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 that's what it sounded like. It was the somebody right just, move yesterday. Somebody said that. Can you confirm that, that they said that? You guys confirming that? It was the right. It was the right that move was said. going into the game with the matchup that they had. Look, styles make fights. I talked about this yesterday on CBS Sports. When you're facing a team that's going to pressure a ton, you're going to go with the guy who's been experienced. He's seen things. He's seen a bunch of different schemes, and we know how that Minnesota defense is. And with the situation they had at quarterback, they were going to lean into their identity even more. Um, so Heineke was the better option, but yeah, Josh Dobbs is what we got to talk about. Josh Dobbs, man, this has got to be. I said this. We were talking about they should make a movie out of Josh Dobbs. Yep. If you do eighty for Brady, Kurt Warner got a movie, and Kurt Warner Hall of Famer and all that. But I'm kind of drawn to this Josh Dobbs story. Yep. You know this this Josh Dobbs story. At Rocket least like scientist. a. How about take the quarterback show and just do one with Josh Dobbs? Perfect. He would sign up for it. Too. Where in the world yeah. is Josh Dobbs? It's him going in to see that he didn't have a jersey in Arizona <laughs> yeah. in the pro shop. It's. It's him beating the Cowboys. It's him showing up in Minneapolis. And, you know, we talked about this game on the show last week. We were picking this game as if uh, Jaron Hall was going to play. And I don't think they lose this game. I don't think Atlanta loses this game at all. I don't think there's a chance they lose this game if Jaron Hall's playing. They knock this fucker out of the game. And then <laughs> Josh Dobbs comes in before the game. They're going through the snap count on the sideline. They're like, "Nice to meet you, bud." All right, what? How what hard is that, Kyle? Cut to cut to. The score is now five to three. How how hard would that how hard would that be, Kyle, to learn someone a new quarterback's cadence? The great thing the great thing is universally you could be a quarterback and show up to an offense and say, "Okay, here's my on one white eighty white eighty said hut." You know, yeah. here's my quick count white eighty said hut. Like, that's kind of universal. Yeah. You can do that. The thing that is an issue is the route concepts, the, the check with me's, the stuff that's pre-snap, what he sees versus what the receiver sees. Yes, the snap is tough. I mean, when you never dealt with the center that you're getting snaps from, that's got to be really difficult. I've never been a center, but I've heard that bitched about a lot. You need more reps with X. So-and-so, yeah. Um, yeah. So Josh Dobbs, all in all, Great job. O'Connell was so happy after the game. O'Connell's a great coach, man. That hug, Incredible. the embrace, whatever he was saying to him. I'd like to know what he said to him, by the way. O'Connell's too good a coach because I'm just going to keep saying this. It, what are you going to do, Vikings? Are you going to get in the playoffs? And you, I mean, you had Kirk Cousins and you lost to the Giants last year in the playoffs. What are you going to do if you get in the playoffs? 
I, I don't know. So my point has been Brian O'Connell, he's such a, a Kevin. Kevin O'Connell, Brian O'Connell's a fucking referee that Megan used to yell at. <laughs> yeah. When we went to Madison Square Garden uh, That's right. to see Michigan State and Virginia play, of course we lost that game Ugh. before the natty. Macon got shithouse drunk and was just screaming at this official in the quietest moments at the garden. Brian O'Connell, <laughs> I'm coming for you. So Kevin O'Connell is a hell of a football coach because he got this guy ready to play. He's such a good football coach. His only flaw is he doesn't know that the team's not great. And they're just going to keep winning these games and they'll play themselves into purgatory. Josh Dobbs, the magic man, there were both fucking ends of it. There was the, that fumble. It looked like he was just out there playing backyard ball where he's hurtling a guy and like drops the ball. He throws a pick to a guy right in front of him. But the two-point conversion... The play before the half against the Blitz where he scrambles on third and 10. It was like he was just making magic. And he might be the next iteration of, I don't know if it's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitz Fitzy's better, but I, I don't know if it's Minshew. Like, he's the new Minshew. Mm. But people really like this day. guy. Rough day for Minshew. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm B. John Robinson fumble killed you. You're up 21-13. The Falcons are, we're talking about these two teams in different ways. The Falcons are trying to go somewhere. The Vikings are too. I think if you're the Falcons, you should be going for it, you know? But that defense, Josh Dobbs had over three seconds to throw, easily over three seconds to throw. And as a defensive line, you got to take that personal, man, to get beat by this guy, to let him go down the field. Three late seconds in the game. a long time, buddy. Man, that, that's just a brutal way to lose that game. And this should be a real gut check. So you can drown in three seconds. Really? Like in the shower, if I fell over and there was enough water at the bottom. Really? It, only, it could only take like three seconds. Well, I'm more interested in who Atlanta plays next week because you want to bet them. <laughs> so Atlanta. Cardinals. Oh, you, it's on my sheet. Two yep. points? Oh, I'm, I'm going right now for like a fucking Rusto hardware <laughs> Chase Lounge. And Heineke starting is confirmed. Bro, I'm in. I'm in, bro. Yeah, Josh Dobbs actually is a guy. He had a 4.0 GPA, studied rocket science. That's so, why he's yeah. so fucking good at rocket this science. So here's my question: Like, could he fucking if he had the tools, could he build a rocket? He, he, <laughs> That's he a good question, Kyle. <laughs> he interned probably at NASA. Could. Like, probably could. He probably could. Um, uh, our buddy, that, like Mike McDaniel, interned with yeah. the Broncos. So <laughs> yeah. he knows offense. Uh -huh. Our uh, our spaceship buddy. Uh, our astronaut friend, um, Leland Melvin. Thank you. Uh, thank uh, you. Give him a big shout out. When he was in studio with us, oh, two and a half. I like to, to, I like two better than two and a half. Okay, so I'm gonna bet the Falcons right now. Don't show this to Macon. <laughs> All right. There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed makes hiring all in one place so easy because we get you one step closer to the hire by immediately watching you with quality candidate with matching. Sorry, I'm thinking about Kyler Murray. Is he going to start this weekend? <laughs> and if he starts, does it matter? You need a quarterback, you need Indeed. Okay? That's where they found Josh Dobbs. Indeed shows you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Should Bill Belichick use Indeed? Maybe. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with $75 sponsored job credit 
to upgrade your job, post at indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash sports. Just go to indeed.com slash sports and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast, indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. Bill, where'd you find the, the, the disgraced Michigan guy? <laughs> Mr. Stallions. Found him on Indeed. Mr. Stallions. Pleasure his name Stallions? You. Connor Stallions. All right, somebody find out if Kyler Murray's going to play this week so I can get this, this bet in. I'll tell you what he is playing. <laughs> yeah, it's a new Call of Duty, bro. Call of Duty. That's all you need to know. Modern world. Is it coming out this week? Yeah, he'll be distracted at he's least. He's definitely going to be distracted. There's no way he's preparing for the Falcons. It's unbelievable that we're even having this conversation. And there's some <laughs> grain of truth to it. Yeah, yeah. It, like usually, they like put this. a they put a clause in his contract pertaining to this. And shit. people were like, "That's so wrong." It is wrong. Adam Schefter said, "I won't be surprised if we see Kyler Murray on Sunday." Yeah. Well, that's not really a. Well, I, I, won't, I won't be surprised, surprised if I bet the Falcons anyways. <laughs> <laughs> His first fucking start. He's gonna be running around like wee. Speaking of the Cardinals, they got blanked by the Browns. Cardinals, man. Thanks for reminding me that game happened. Uh, it did happen. So in that game, Deshaun Watson played. They played the Browns they from played Cleveland. Deshaun played. Who have a guy named Ralph Waldo Emerson, Jr. Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> Um, self-reliance as I lay dying was that Faulkner I don't know Kyle but I'm a big was. Ralph Waldo Emerson fan I think it was Faulkner I'm also a big Robert Wadlow fan he was almost eight feet tall so he's like the opposite of Kyle he was Kyle almost Murray. nine feet tall he was eight eight eleven guy was fucking huge Dang. what if he eight eleven what if he had a small piece <laughs> what, what, what if he had a small piece let me tell you what if he, he had, a small, had a small piece? Can you imagine? <laughs> what? All the circus chicks are like, oh, I got to get with him in the back. Uh, and it's just like, oh, small He would have hung a mini Mona Lisa on the Hoover Dam. That's funny. Uh, a microscopic Mona Lisa. <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't heard that dick joke format in a very long time. No, I don't have much to say other than, hey, Brown's taking care of business. Deshaun Watson coming back to play. Listen, I don't like the circumstance that uh, with which they found Deshaun Watson. I... I I, I think there's a moral thing. You know, some people disagree with me, the whole thing. But I'm not going to hear that he didn't want to play football. I think he was really hurt. And I yeah, think that's he, a weird thing to say about a guy whose life is dedicated to playing football. Well, I think people look at it and they're like, oh, it's a shoulder bruise. Like, come on, it's just a shoulder Let bruise. Let me give you a you, knee bruise. In the chat, when's the last time you bruised your rotator cuff and then yeah. had to go play an NFL football game? It's not easy, man. It's not, it's not a bruise like, oh, it's I have black a bruise and blue. on my... It's like internal deep bruising to it's your worse. joint systems that control the your throwing mechanisms systems. that will dictate how you fucking play in your systems profession. Systems and mechanisms and atrophy and... It's real. Yeah, Fucking Overcompensation. So that's our breakdown on that game. <laughs> Way to go. Um, Waldo. Browns were more physical. Defense and special teams. This is teams. us breaking down a game we didn't see. Defense and special teams. Kyle probably saw that Bears game though, right? Uh, you know what? What I did see was the fucking halftime uh, box score and Bajant's, uh first half successes. What was it like 220? Two touchdowns. He was running the ball. He was, he was throwing the ball. And, and it was the Saints... Uh, 
inability to just close the game out and keep the Bears in the game, electing to not make it a two-possession game there in the third quarter late, I think it was. They could have gone up by... Fuck, they missed a field goal at the end. That 10 or 11, and then that one as well. Some. They could have ran away with this game. You look at a... I think it was minus four, minus five for Chicago on the turnovers. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, there's... You know, you're minus two in this league. You're lucky to win. You're minus three in this league. You're lucky if you don't get run out of the stadium. You're minus four, and it's a one-two possession game. Everybody in your building goes to church, obviously. Yes. Bears. Uh, Hopefully Fields is back. He's only got a short amount of time to really prove himself to the brass, and I think the brass has a you know a short amount of time maybe to prove themselves. The whole NFC North, the whole NFC North in a tryout. Yeah, I mean on different scales. I'm just gonna say this: Jared Goff has to cash in at the top. He's played great, but down the stretch is where we're gonna find out if Detroit really thinks about him as like a long-term guy. I love the guy, but and I'm so happy for him, but. He's got it. He's he's on a level. Everybody's trying out in the NFL, but the other three teams for sure. I mean, like Jordan Love, they came out and said it. Hey, you gotta. And hey, here's where I'll mention that game in a second. But you gotta play well the second half of the year, not the second half of the football game. I think that's what he he misheard uh, Brian G. And he went out and lit it up in the second half yesterday. Statistically speaking, he was he was on fire, but. The first half continues to be a problem for them. And then obviously Josh Dobbs in Minnesota, he's trying out for somebody else. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, I think when it comes to Chicago, they did some good things yesterday. I, I think they, the sum of the parts of that game was not dissimilar to offensively what happened uh, against the Chargers. I thought at times they moved the ball against the Chargers. They just couldn't finish drives and they, they'd take a negative and then they'd be behind the sticks. I, I thought at times this kid looked really good, but you make the point, Kyle, about turnovers. And this was how New Orleans won, New Orleans won this game. Adebo has played great this year. He had a forced fumble, which was huge, to open the third. He had two picks, one in the fourth that helped seal the game uh, or you know put them in a tougher spot. And then Demario Davis, P.E., coming off the ball. Uh, he's standing up in kind of a three technique, runs a T.E., uh, in that game situation, sometimes you let that penetrator go and he ends up with the sack to win the game. So the defense, although they bled a lot of yards, they end up holding this team to under 20 points at home. And the offense continues to get the job done for New Orleans. Like they have trended in a positive direction uh, over the last 10 quarters. So uh, excited to see the Saints. Um, I excited is the wrong word. We're at the back end of the show where I'm not as excited about these teams. But Atlanta, with them fumbling the bag against Minnesota, there's still a division race in the NFC South. And Saints New Orleans probably up. feels like they should win this division. Uh, I'll say this. I am excited about the right side of the Chicago offensive line. People are starting to catch on. The booth's talking about it. Uh, Tevin Jenkins yesterday took somebody for a ride, planted them into the earth. They will be uh, sprouting in spring probably. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I love Tevin Jenkins. If he's yeah. healthy and can stay on the field, he'll take that trip across the pond or wherever the fuck they play that all-star game now. Green Bay, LA, again, it's, I hate to beat, you know, to beat, I can't say beat a dead horse. Uh, would never say that. I hate to. I would eat a dead horse. Uh, well, in a drought. <laughs> if I was yeah, in Sweden, Ohio, or if there was a famine. They eat horses in There Iceland. was a famine, yeah. It's not a famine situation. I think they just, you know, put you some. Just eat a horse. Put some rub on there. Hey, not to not to eat a dead horse, but but the Rams and teams like them that don't 
either know where they are or didn't want to sell any of their pieces. Uh, you know, I know Stafford's hurt, and that might not be permanent, but just you go to Green Bay. They haven't beaten anybody in a while. You lose 23. It's just underwhelming. It's underwhelming. Underwhelming game, not one that a lot of people are watching. Again, for the Packers, Jordan Love, you get him going in the second half. What's going on with your first half game plan to where this kid's just not getting it? And the thing I need to see from him, I talked about them taking shots. Shots. He's got to throw a better deep ball consistently. He has guys who can get down there and make plays. And there Ooh, are times where I feel like his arm go. strength is enough, but there's it's some not accurate. It's it the accuracy. You know, how we talked about like the difference between, you know, being able to just muscle a ball deep, and what C.J. Stroud's doing right now, which is he's just dropping, placing dimes. the ball. He's putting the ball in the green, and when it, when the ball hits the green, it just stops. Right, he's got the yeah. backspin <laughs> on it. Kyle learned that in Tiger Woods. Fucking, you know, Jordan Love, he's just bouncing that thing over the green or he's just off. And so when you have an offense with with vertical threats like that or big guys, like you got to take shots and he's got to improve there. But second half, you don't want to play the, the the Packers in the second half. Hey, look, Aaron Jones, when he's healthy, and we saw and That's from, a big one. They we saw it from week one. Week one, Aaron Jones against the Bears was great. He made Jordan Love look great. And I was yeah. sold on Jordan Love after one week. You know, I... Yeah. I kissed her and then I, I put a ring on it week one and I was like fuck the rest dude of the I was he had me jumping out of the gym and he was looking like Rogers jumping around with a little uh, off the ground action during his throws but weird when arm, Aaron arm Jones angles. this is a team like the Niners and they're nothing like the Niners but situationally if all the pieces aren't in place for this football team offensively in particular they're not going to have success Jordan Love's not built to carry the load of this offense he has to be better on the deep balls he's got to be more accurate in the inter intermediate game. So those are all the games. Um, that's all the games. I think it's all the games, unless we forgot one. No, you're now good. we've got That's all the fucking games. Okay, before we get to our Miller Lite moments, whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment, and that is an ice-cold Miller Lite. Whether you're at the stadium, playing fantasy football, or watching the game at home, or the bar, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. No matter what team you're rooting for, there's one thing we can all agree on. Football brings us together. A connection like that deserves to be celebrated, Kyle. Together. Miller Light, yeah, we're together because of football. And Miller Lite wants you to celebrate with me during the NFL Conference Championships in January. Right now, Miller Lite has given you the chance to win a trip or two to come hang out with the Greenlight Studio. You'll fly out to Charlottesville, Virginia, tune into the NFL Conference Championships with me and the Greenlight crew. Then you'll sit on a live Greenlight podcast session. Like you'll we're sit, doing today? You just sit in here. Hanging out. You know when they say sit in? You're going to just sit in. We had Chuck in here sitting in here a couple weeks ago. He Good. was awesome. He had a fucking great time. He, still he did a breakdown. He did a game he, breakdown. He still hasn't come down from that high. There's, there's a lot of snacks <laughs> in here, right? There are. Good people. Cadbury elite, elite, elite snacks. Yeah, hey, here's, you want to be this person? Just go to MillerLight.com slash Greenlight Sweeps to enter. And this is all delivered by Miller Lite because when football's on, it's always Miller time, Kyle. From kickoff till the final whistle, Kyle, you can't go wrong with a and Miller Lite. And even after the hand. whistle. After the whistle, too. Celebrate Miller time with the Green Light Podcast. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight Sweeps to enter for your chance to win. Shit, you drink a Miller Lite, it's read, so we'll good. Read you're gonna this. And check this out. No purchase necessary. Starts 11 6 23 and ends 12 4 23 at 11 59 p.m. Central Time. Must be a legal resident of 50 U.S. states, 21 years of age or older, void where hope. Prohibited. See official rules at www.millerlight.com slash greenlightsweeps for entry instructions, odds, prizes, and restrictions. 
Sponsor Molson Coors, Coors Beverage Company, U.S. LLC, 250 South Wacker Drive, Chicago, Illinois, USA, 6066. South Wacker. Wacker. Kyle used to hang out there in Chicago. <laughs> Wacker, I just Wacker Drive, that's the way you... <laughs> Just Wacker <laughs> Drive. That's that's where you whack you whack people. There's well the thing that's, that's confusing that's about Wacker. That's where Devito hangs. There's out. Upper Wacker yeah, and there's Lower, lower Wacker. Oh my so God. when you're down there in Chicago, you put an address in that's on the street level. You <sighs> could end up in Lower Wacker, and you're like in the ways ways starts having a panic. The attack. innards of the city. The it's like the yellow lights indoor. It's like yeah. a parking please garage. make a U-turn. Please make a U-turn. Yeah, that's where people go missing, buddy. <laughs> So yeah, come 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 hang out with us. Come hang out, fuck around. We don't smell. It's Get like, weird. Honestly, like pretty good hygiene. Mm-hmm. Nice studio. Let's we have a weird. shower here too. If if yeah, we, we end up do smelling, shower, we clean up real quick. Yeah. Sometimes I poop in the studio and I take a shower. <laughs> I had to drop my carry on uh, from uh, Tuscaloosa off last night in the bathroom during one of the Eagles. Carry on. Jobs. That's what we're calling shits now. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I said, dude, I just said carry on. Can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can't best get, flights. Best flights. Oh, your actual luggage. No, I really <laughs> talking about because there is luggage upstairs. <laughs> talking about talking about a huge bag of pork rinds that I <laughs> ate at two a.m. at the bar, like it was this big. Um, uh, yeah, and then I had a Brian Denny dog. I had some chicken tenders at Brian Denny. I waited forty minutes for that those tendies. <laughs> Missed like part of the third quarter. No problem. Brian worth Denny. it. That's the stadium. I'm man. going back to Alabama. Rainbow, Alabama. Rainbow, Alabama. I can't wait to get back there to my people, man. Me, Tom, Badback, Backy. We were on the plane ride talking about let's get a condo for when our kids all go to school here and we can make it right next to the stadium. Big plans. There is like literally an apartment building that's 30 feet from the stadium. The street's like this narrow and then there's like the entrance to the stadium and alums will buy those apartments like and just tailgate in their front yard. It's fucking incredible, dude. They got it figured out. It's like the Wrigley Field rooftop. Yeah. People. Yeah. Send your entire athletic department, whoever you are, down to Bryant Denny Stadium and just take notes. And I just love you know what? We're gonna talk about college for just like two seconds. Yeah. Okay, so Jalen Milrow, post game interview with Nick Saban. They just love Nick Saban. And yeah. Nick Saban obviously loves his guys. The post game interview it was like when Nick passed the mic to Jalen, there was like a hug. It was like mm-hmm. a real hug. You can see the smile. Yeah, and they've 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 set him down this year at different points, right? And, it's, they? and he's taken a he's taken yeah. a lot of flack in, in the media, especially early going in the season. Right. But it was nice to see that big win. Nick Saban, that's awesome. And then Dabo, he's like, if you want to buy stock in Clemson, buy it right now. <laughs> it's called insider trading. <laughs> kind of. He trips me out. Yeah, it trips me out too, Kyle. I don't know what it is. Don't ask uh, him about his salary. Yeah. Yeah, go, go wild. Six Didn't he yeah. say that if NIL became a thing, he would retire? Yeah, he yeah. Hadn't ha- it hadn't happened yet. God's so, name, image, and likeness. Pretty much. So I can't really define that because nobody's <laughs> seen God. Okay? But it's going to be something like that. So anyways, we'll do our awards. Uh, or, or as we call them, Miller Lite moments. Brrr. Are we doing best flight first? Best flight, worst flight. I'll okay. go best flight. Okay. The Chiefs, relatively healthy. They're going to do a bye week. Huge win in Germany. Place that Travis and Patrick have never been. They've been everywhere. They've done everything as a duo. They've never been to Germany. The rock stars, they went out there to Frankfurt, and they said, Guten Tag, bitches. Sprechense complimentary football? <laughs> Sprechense turnovers? 
Frequency key moments where you guys don't show up. Frequency <laughs> try. <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the German. Yeah. Theory. Um. Okay. Uh. Best flight. <laughs> best flight. Probably commanders. That's a short one, man. Mm-hmm. You know you do. You got chicken, chicken man up front, fucking scarfing down some Chick Fil A. I keep forgetting that he only even though it's Sunday, chicken. you can't get Chick Fil A on the way home. What is what is Sam Howell oh, Pollo do? Loco. Pollo Loco. By the way, best commercial by a current NFL star other than Von Miller and uh, Stefan Diggs because I think they're great actors. Yeah. I've said this a bunch. Uh, T.J. Watt in a Del Taco commercial. Yes. <laughs> I'm watching that commercial. I'm gonna tell you something. He reminds me of a Howie Long in the 80s. Like Just he's got that same kind of like. Duke Nukem look and also all ball. And he's all ball. He never smiles. If he does, it's like a, you know, he's handsome devil. Everybody goes, know, like, ha ha, yeah. he smiled. <laughs> yeah. But the Del Taco commercial, he's peak Howie Long. Yes. I feel like I was watching a Howie Long commercial in the 80s. Um, so, Commanders, I'll give you the best flight. It's a short one. Relatively short. You got the nobody believes in us factor, too. They just traded some guys away. You still win. Yeah, it's cool. Less guys on the plane. Worst flight, Dolphins. I feel like if you're in the air for that long and you're a dolphin, you might die. <laughs> Jim Mersey, uh had a situation oh, like that with a whale shit. earlier this year. <laughs> he did, the whale didn't make it. The whale didn't make it. Oh well. You can't put the whale under where you're putting the, <laughs> where you're putting the bulldogs under the... Read like that. Somebody that go get, funny. Somebody go get Shamu some peanuts. Oh, Shamu's not moving much. <laughs> Is Shamu supposed to be floating? He's not Shamu-ing. Yeah, he's not Shamu. Uh, so, so I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get him Sham out of here. I'm dude. gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give it. I mean, listen. Okay, Sham Wow, Kyle. Sham Wow. All right. Sham Wow. Sham, shut the fuck up, so I can give my worst flight. You goofy sobs. Um, <laughs> Dolphins, Bucks, and Giants had the three worst flights. The Bucks, to me, to like the emotional swing of thinking you won a game to thinking you lose a game like that, the quietest locker room after a game. That oh. had to be the quietest locker room. Uh, but I, I got to give it to the Giants. You go to Vegas, you, you see everybody's in Vegas. <sighs> like people are on the field partying in these fucking nightclubs that are on the field. Like we've been in those nightclubs. Looks They're fun. crazy. It is fun. So but fun. you got to watch that the whole time you're getting fucking drug, like 30 to 6 or something. And then you got to get on a plane ride with Brian Dable, who's probably not having very much fun right now. The tone on that plane had to be awful. And it's a long ass flight going back to New York. I'll give it to the Giants. Oh. Bevel Conway. I'm going to say. Uh... The Raiders' victory cigars. And I'm not, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful football moment. For those of you who don't know, Bevel Conway, famous artist. <laughs> Crazy, right? You just re- just realized what he said. <laughs> what? Yo, you just Let complained. Let me do this. Let okay. me finish this. Let me finish this. Go ahead. It was the most football scene. It yes. was like a. T- it was like the celebration. It was a Super Bowl, a conference. It was a hat and t-shirt. What's that? Game. I see. Is that a DPOY through the smoke? It was a hat and t-shirt <laughs> game. Uh, yeah, the DPOY. Thanks Could for be. coming out to the game, guys. Could be. I just thought it was Bevel Standing Conway. Standing on bid. No, it was. That was. That's a good call. Bevel Conway was an artist and a neuroscientist. No, he still is, Kyle. He was on this show. We were trying to settle a debate that some of y'all might well know about, which is a lot of you. Uh, Respectfully, Helen Keller's out there think that think that lemon lime Gatorade 
is yellow. Oh it's my fucking God. green, dude. Yo. It's green. And so we had a color specialist come on. His job is literally to name crayons. He is racist. And what did he say? What did he say? He said it's he said he said people with more depth of color. Oh my what did God. he say? So you, oh you tell me. You asked the question. What did he say? So you he, have more of a spectrum. You're wrong. <laughs> what did he say? You want to ask? He, he said for he the most part. With me. No. Yes, he did. Bro. No, he How much did. you want to bet? How much I want to bet? What $100. do you mean? dollars. He he literally played it right down the middle. We'll he run was the like, tape back. Oh, so he played it right down the middle. That's what I was gonna say because you were about to be like, oh, it's all on my. He time. said it, and I quote. People with more depth of, of vision that can read more colors that are in between colors will say it's green because it is technically partially green. There you have it. Bevel Conway says lemon lime Gatorade is green. Now we're going to run it back. If I'm wrong, <laughs> then I'll give Reed $100. But the point is he came on the show and he fucking, he's, you know, 5149 sided with your boy. Do I give you my anti-Bevel Conway before you give me your Bevel Conway? What? Yeah, anti-Bevel. My anti-Bevel Conway. Texans versus Bucks, and I can't really put my finger on why it's just not appealing to the eyes. Oh, the the oh Texans Bucks no, no anything it, with pewter. And it was like the Texans blue on top, white on the bottom. Bucks white on white. I got it. Just didn't look good. Like there's some matchups that just look blue blood. Pewter should only be used on like sport utility vehicles that nobody wants. Can I give an anti-bevel? That's not a great color. Are you flexing your spectral color? <laughs> bevel I, think I think he called me. I think he called me the um, the, um, the. Well, I can't remember. Is this is this red or is it apple crisp? <laughs> not Granny Smith, son. You probably, you probably think the Gatorade. These reds different. Red delicious or something. Red delicious. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Okay. Fuji apples are the best. All right, so anyways, uh, we had the Bevel Conway. I'm going to go Miami KC in, uh, in Germany. Very cool. I, don't, I can't put my finger on it. Maybe Bevel can come back on, or maybe somebody from like a TV truck can tell me, but why do, do, does it look so cool in Europe? It's, the field's the same size. The grass, is the grass different? Is is it that all the stadiums are outdoor, but the they have like that? The grass looks like it has a haircut. <laughs> I just, I love the, it looks better. It and looks crisper on TV. Maybe it's people the in the camera. audience smoking heaters too. Are there? Mm-hmm. And everybody's standing. But maybe all the time. these fuckers don't shut up the whole game. No. Listen, it is amazing. I was thinking about this, Chris. Maybe it's the fact that we have to wake up at nine thirty to watch the game, mm. and you're in a different Your mindset. REM cycle. I, I really do think it's beautiful. I don't know what it is, but these <laughs> these the shots from these games are great. They're great. Bevel Conway, though, it's going to be Chiefs off Tuscaloosa during. Dixieland Delight. I've uh, never seen anything like it in my life. My yeah. Oh, beer. beer. Send it right to Reed. Um, God, I don't know. I couldn't go down there. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. All right. You guys got a Hollow Man? Hollow Man. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Should I say it? I'm Wait, not going to say what it. What are we talking about? Hollow Man. <laughs> Who, who's Who do you hollow? think I might pick for Hollow Man? <laughs> I wonder. This is one of the big with Agavilo. <laughs> oh, it's just the Dolphins, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna give it to him. I'm just gonna give it to the Dolphins. Yeah. Hollow men, man. Yep. Tyreek, maybe the most. And I got so much respect for Tyreek. He is such a great player. He has to stop talking too much. He talks. Okay, too you much. said that. I didn't say it. Yeah, if I was bro. as good as Tyreek, I would be saying whatever the fuck I wanted. Nah, but don't drop. Don't don't always have that drop in the game. Then and and like little. Lately, there have been little things. Yeah. Okay, but I thought. Coming out there against your old team, you know that was a big thing for him. Mm-hmm. And the fumble, 
you know, and they actually did a pretty good job on him. It was less That's of a fumble, fumble, more of a takeaway. And then they talking about touchdown away. celebration. I mean, they assaulted him. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they they fl- they flew to him like a bunch of fucking hyenas. They dude. did. I, I want to give it. I want to give an award. Yeah, they were like, oh, there's a cheetah here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to give an award uh, to somebody who, and maybe it's my STL Memorial Award. I was going to give it to Adebo, but this might be a totally different award than we've ever given out. It's the guy who kicked the fucking ball yep. for the Texans. There. For Dare. Are you Ogunbowale. talking about Dare Ogunbowale? Yes, yes, I am, Kyle. How'd you know? Because I wrote it phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this dude kicked a real field goal to go up in that game or tie it. It was like a high-stakes yeah, field goal. 30 to 33, right? The high-stakes field I goal. I looked up and there was a position player kicking. I was like, this looks odd. That total started at 37. Damn. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Um... Right, should, should more position players kick? I mean, there's obviously athletes in the league who can kick. I Justin mean, Reed can kick. You know, there's guys who can kick. Justin Reed, prime example. You're wasting Uh-oh. a million and a half, two, three million dollars on a kicker every kickers year. Kickers are like, F you guys. Don't start I'm this I'm not shit. saying it. <laughs> the kickers are saying, don't start this. If I got Justin Tucker, I feel pretty good. But exactly. if I got Justin Reed, that motherfucker can play safety, too. Yeah, he can play safety, too. Mm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he can you're right. kick. And he can pass. But my, right. Here's another thing. Why like, why can't fucking punters learn how to like emergency just kick a field goal? Like how oh, how no, hard man. is that? And how Some much do. time? Like how much time Idiots. do you have extra for for a situation like that? Though you think it's that hard to to for a punter to learn how to kick a field goal like an emergency situation? Hey man, uh, uh probably. I have because it looks pretty ball. hard for the guys that do it every fucking day. Yeah, like the Saints guy who costs I, America. Oh. Billions of dollars yesterday. Yeah, not me, but America. I didn't bet on that one. Just cost me pride. The locks. I got to do a hollow man here. I'm getting pointed at. It's Chase Claypool. I know he yeah. fell on the fumble, but he gets in the game. Jalen Waddle goes down. Right. Jalen Waddle goes down. Claypool comes in, lines up in the wrong spot. They put him in the right spot. He falls starts. Yeah, it's cringe. That's the word, dude. Because some guys, when they don't pan out, you're like, ah. Uh, you know, he's just not good enough. Like, it's really hard to be good in the NFL. Like, it's fucking, like, you can try your very best and be really talented, and the NFL is too hard for a lot of guys because of some, some, you see him coming out of Notre Dame, you're like, this big body guy, he's going to fucking, I mean, he's going to be dunking on people, 50-50 balls, he's physical, the whole thing. We really haven't seen a lot of that. And as time goes on and, like, you hear the anecdotes from different stops, you're like, okay, he's, some of this he's controlling because he's not prepared or doesn't he passes up a chance to block for the Bears when they need him to block or I just not dependable. It's like uh, if you meet if you if you meet an asshole every once in a while you probably met an asshole. If you meet an asshole every day, there's a chance that you're the fucking asshole. Right, like, maybe. And I'm not calling him an asshole, <laughs> but I am saying like some of this stuff he can control. Right. I mean, right. I'm not saying he's a dickhead. No, 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 I'm no. saying no. situationally, he seems cool as shit. We've seen it happen too it many seems times. Seems cool as shit. We sent him some some uh, some chewing tobacco. Some dip. And some people were like, "That's bad." Worth like, the reason. Yeah. Well, if football yeah. doesn't get him, it might be the skull. <laughs> hey, fuck. I don't know. Um. All right. So. STL Memorial, I want to give it to uh, Adebo, actually, because I don't think anybody's talking about that New Orleans game. This guy has played really well for them this year, and he kind of won them that game. Tank Dell, Mm. game-winning touchdown, two tuds, six receptions, 114 yards. That duo is awesome to watch, man. My STL Memorial. Somebody in the chat just said, I bought a Claypool Steelers jersey after his first game. Worst financial decision of my life. (laughs) Matty Erickson, I'm sorry. Um... 
that's that's tough. Haven't burned it though. I think jerseys like that are best worn ironically now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't want to burn that jersey. That thing will go up in value here soon. Um. All right. Cool. 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 I don't meet any assholes, Kyle. Ever. So. Uh, right. You got a game ball. Um, <laughs> game ball. Three, two, one. You first. Josh Dobbs. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one to give. I have a hard time giving it to anybody else, but CJ Stroud. I'll probably give it to CJ Stroud, Kyle. That's good. We that's both great. gave out our game balls. Uh, we need a oh fly on the wall. Fly on the wall. And oh, these a, are good. And best seat, which we don't know. Oh, what did we trade? Fly on the wall would be owner of the Panthers, David Tepper, watching C.J. Stroud after standing on the table for Bryce Young. Yeah, it's going to be tough getting off that table. I um, I want to give it to the German press pool when <laughs> Mike McDaniel got up there, as you mentioned earlier, and was like, Am I as tall? Am I taller than you thought? <laughs> Or maybe Mike McDaniel when that happened, because what he didn't realize, as brilliant as he is of an offensive play caller, and I think he's a great coach, um, he has to know the Germans, you're not going to get easy laughs out of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what they do. Crickets. It's not what they do. He got crickets. I don't think anything's so funny. funny. <laughs> I don't think anything's funny. So that was not, you got to know your audience, you know? I got to fly on the wall. Fly on the wall. <laughs> being Antonio Pierce before McDaniels, like feeling great about having that meeting and being like, yeah, I just killed it. I got these guys mm -hmm. riled up. He's going to be happy about this. And then, and then McDaniels I'm so mad at you. <laughs> Thanks then, for getting the team excited. You're fired. Like You talked bad about the Patriots. I, like, I, I just want to know how he responded to that. Like, if he was like, man, get the fuck out of my face or just was just like, you know what? Like, the fuck? It's a, it's a... <laughs> It's a joke. I got to tap dance around Patriots takes. Right? That, but like, this that is, can't be a real story. It it's real it's because real. that's how some real. people act. I Whether heard you Glazer spend, break it yesterday on Fox, and I remember immediately saying, "That's that's just." I just no, and, when I, and when I this hear that when I hear that story, I just think about the the Wolverine meme that McDaniels is at night just looking at the Patriots and yeah. Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick. <laughs> the Wolverine meme. Yeah. Format for a meme. The Wolverine meme. So I gotta go. Really hard to make. I've tried to make. You have to like download a thing that makes Wolverine memes, and then you gotta upload an image and all uh, fuck this shit. Wolverine meme generator. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've got. What do I gotta do now? Fly on the wall. Uh, just best seat. Best seat in the house. That's gotta be Mark Davis at the suite. He just got a new hair. Haircut, getting thank yous from oh, yeah. fans as he's walking out to the into the crowd or onto the field. He looked regal. Yeah, he looked rejuvenated. That team looked awesome. Aiden O'Connell, great. Um, it's and crazy you know, what a new haircut could do for you, man. I would have loved to have been in that suite during that game, bro. It also reinforces my take, which is that when people get major haircuts or they grow a big beard out that they don't usually have, they're Things going through happening. something or they yeah. shave. There's like a sudden thing where I show up and all of a sudden I look all fucked up because I actually shaved my beard. It's because I'm something's going on. I'm going through changes, changes in my life. <laughs> who who is that? Charles Bradley. See, I think about Ozzy Osbourne. No, 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 no. No, no Ozzy Osbourne did that song too. That's culture no, vulture. No. Culture vulture. When did Charles <laughs> Bradley do it? I have no idea, Chris. <laughs> I think I'm being serious here. I'm going through changes. Yeah, no, you brought up culture vulture. We talk about Elvis Presley. Yeah, you're a regular Elvis over here. No, I was. I was coked up Elvis for for uh, for Halloween. <laughs> Nobody were. knew. 
You did not see this? No. Can you here? I'll show you. Kyle. Coked up Elvis. Kyle, he walked around on a toilet. Well, somebody was like, "How are you going to explain this to the, ki the kids?" I'm like, "Easy. These are illicit drugs. You know, it's like you can get into trouble. Elvis got into trouble doing this. You're never going to find me with powder on my nose You're on right. the toilet. Look at this, Kyle. Chris." <laughs> Well, I was only that at work, and I don't think anybody got it. No. I, they were like, why does he have chalk on his nose? All right. Some people really thought I was probably zooted in here. That's what I assume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would be the guy who would hook me up. So. You got a best seat? Uh, yeah, best seat. Uh, Mike Vrabel watching the Patriots. Just so happened that Thursday night, they lose that game. Um, they get to sit around for the weekend, the mini buy, and I gotta figure he's just got the TV on, and Chicken Man is looking like Michael Vick out there, okay? And he's thinking to himself, I just went back up to New England to put that red jacket on. Imagine coaching while you're in the ring of honor. He might wear the red jacket on the sideline. On the sideline, that'd be the Fuck. alpha move, boy. Fuck. Yeah. Facts, what's your viral moment? My my facts viral moment this week is going Chris. to go to defensive and football operations assistant Matt Leo. Oh, I did see this guy. Oh, <laughs> but I didn't knocked, see that. He was knocked over on the sidelines of the Philadelphia game, and there is a viral shot going on. That's a thong. About his Zoom undergarments man. that he is wearing. But I want to I want to start this. this. With care. I want to start this off by saying first off. Don't, don't underwear, don't underwear Pause. shame, first off. And then doing a deep dive, he's actually not from America. He's from Australia, where Australia, the land right. of Zoom. the banana hammock is big time. That's <laughs> so, white. That's not a thong. That ass is white. No, no. That's not, then why did then that whale tail's red, boy? I don't think that's a thong. <laughs> hey, it's a thong, man. And even if it is, like, who cares? Like, I seen the first video. <laughs> I'm doing the segment. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I mean, everyone's reaction is like, oh, that guy has a thong. Get him that off the sideline, like bro. No, that is hate on like, him. Hey, bro. It's hate I, on him. I, I it's hate I'm on him. You for what? That sounds like hate, bro. <laughs> I'm defending him, but you're saying the wrong thing because no, I'm defending. I'm defending him. Put your hands up. You hate him, bro. Well, first off, or hey, driving that oh. train, whatever, 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 whatever he's wearing, it doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. But that's crazy. Like he gets knocked over, he puts that thing on. He's like, I'm gonna wear my lucky thong. We we're playing the cowboy. Trouble ahead. Nobody's gonna, you know, nobody's gonna get me. Hey. Next thing you he, know, boom, you get hit on the sideline. I side don't line, think it's a thong. And your panties are. And whatever just, it is, he says it's not. Whatever it is, the Eagles fans say he has to wear it the rest of the year. That's what I'm saying. Well, I need to look. <laughs> I need to look at like on my computer because it just didn't look. It was hard for me to see. It was all. I need to enhance. Enhance. Thong. Male male thongs are going to be sold out of wherever they're sold. Oh, I also want to shout out uh, uh, the, the the true chicken man, not Sam Howe. Um, our guy from Philly. It was one year ago that he ate that rotisserie Legend. chicken in wow. front of all those people at the landing down there in Philly. Yeah, Shout out Kyle, Alex he ate it for how Tominsky. many days in a row? Forty. Forty days of rotisserie chickens, Kyle. When I went to meet this guy to eat it to, to have a chicken, we sat down over a chicken at at the pier. Yeah, it was crazy, Kyle. Like we 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 met this guy for Philly people didn't know he had forty days in a row 
of rotisserie chickens to the dome. And people were like, every time he ate one in the same place out by the ocean, more people would show up. And then the last day it was like, fucking look at this guy. I mean, it's a crowd. So, <laughs> so we went to meet him. We like DM'd him and shit. And we were like, hey, I'd love to meet you for a chicken. And he was like, what the fuck is this? But he showed up. He came like from the opposite side and we watched him walk in. Mm -hmm. Like it was like a drug deal. It was like two, it was like a mob scene. And then we we set up a little table with an Italian tablecloth, and we had cloth, and we had a chicken. And he he took one bite. He looked like he was gonna vomit. He did because I think he scarred. Like when I had rumple mints in college, and had like way too much, oh. chugged it past the label. Can't drink it anymore. It's the same thing for the chicken man. I want to shout out the chicken man up in Philly. A year ago today, he did forty days. That's my shout out. To finish the show. All right, let's hear from our sponsors at Little Caesars. Oh, Little Caesars. We'll if you're not in the mood for a rotisserie chicken, Monday is still game day, and game day is the perfect pizza day. So make Little Caesars <coughs> the, official, the official pizza sponsor <laughs> of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday to have your NFL game day covered. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. It's a pizza, pizza win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, order your Little Caesars, and enjoy during the games. Guys, pizza. I don't know what else to say, really. Who, well, who do you like Chargers tonight? Chargers Jets tonight. Chargers at Jets. Uh, Chargers are favored by three. How are the Chargers gonna fuck this one up? So I put I put in a bet last week on the Jets at four, and then Macon gave him out as a lock, and I kind of want to now just out of my hatred for Macon and his locks, I kind of want to go back the other way and take the Chargers, maybe right. money line, big. Right. But I don't know what's gonna happen in this game. I said this last week. I think it's all about it's all about who ca who catches the ball in the backfield better. I'm talking about Eckler versus Hall. Um, you know, like those are the two guys that can hurt the other defense. And on can the they other stop side. the big explosive runs from Brees Hall? And that's it because it's been a lot of little ones, little ones, and then the big home run. So I think I th the Jets have made a lot of really good quarterbacks look average, and the Chargers have made a lot of bad quarterbacks look above average. And I'm not saying Zach's a bad quarterback unless you go by the numbers. Relatively speaking, to <laughs> but other like, good quarterbacks. No, I mean. <laughs> People are weird about the Zach Wilson thing, right? Yeah. Can it just be that like he? They want Aaron Rodgers, but they also think. But he's they also good get like, mad when whatever. people don't give Zach Wilson a chance. Yeah. Listen, he's got a real chance tonight. This is this is a prime time opportunity for him. They, he's had him winning. He's made like at the end of that Giants game, he made some big throws. And the AFC East window is ever so slightly opened. It's open, dude, because the rest of the division looks like frauds. Yeah. It's fraud city. Or the Jets, they are who we thought they are, which is like a you know a ten and, and seven team. And if ten and seven could win that division, maybe I don't know. It's not going to. Miami's probably going to win that division. Yeah, it's Justin Herbert. I mean, it's it's going to come down to which quarterback I trust more. Really, I mean, we you talk, trust Herbo. We talk about the wrong. I just love Herbo. I'm an Oregon guy, but I like Herbo time, too. I, I have a tendency to root for physical specimens, freaks, and he's one of them. He's a guy with a lot of gifts and. The world's going to see it again. We saw it with the Cowboys and the Chargers, some big-time throws in that game from him. It'll be the same thing against the Jets. I'm going to tell you do a couple things here, you at home. Number one, have a great week. I hope you have a great week. 
How's your week looking, Kyle? Good. It's going to be a good Anything week. Anything exciting to look forward to? No out of the ordinary travel. I'm going to be here hanging out in Charlottesville. It's a beautiful time of the year. I'm going to Happy Valley. Okay. To see uh, Coach Hagens. Coach oh, Hagens. Yeah, shit. I'm going to go see Coach Hagens. They're going to play Michigan. Obviously, it's a big game. So we got to get there. Um, taking the kids up and all that stuff. Going to be seeing what that stadium's all about. Watch your pockets. I heard Michigan steals. Ah, that's uh, good. <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> Fucking, uh, the other thing I'm going to tell you to do is like and subscribe. And then tell your friends about the show. Because I think we're doing a really good Monday show, Kyle. I watched our Monday show last week, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I love the Monday show. It's I like fun. the Monday show. So, so tell your friends, hey, they got a good Monday show going at Greenlight. And uh, only if you think so. For real. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for watching. You. Peace, love. Take care. I'm